2: Play now. Please play responsibly. Must be 18 years or older to purchase, Player,
3: Welcome to Money Making Conversations. It's the show that shares the secrets of success experienced firsthand by marketing and branding expert Rashawn McDonald. I will know. He's given me advice on many occasions, and in case you didn't notice, I'm not broke. You know he'll be interviewing celebrity CEOs, entrepreneurs, and industry decision makers. It's what he likes to do. It's what he likes to share. Now it's time to hear from my man. Rashawn McDonald, Money Making Conversations. Here we go. Hi, this is Rashawn McDonald. As you've heard, I've been introed. I've been put on the spot. I am a deliverer of greatness. I am a marketing and branding expert. I am just the host of Money Making Conversations. Each Money Making Conversation talk show is about entrepreneurship and entertainment. I provide the consumer and business owner access to celebrities, CEOs, entrepreneurs, and industry decision makers. It is important to understand that everybody travels a different path to success. That is because your brand is different. The challenges you face in your life are different. So stop reading other people's success stories and start writing your own. Now, you can be motivated by their success because their stories can offer direction and help you reach your goals through your planning and committed effort. The Money Making Conversation interviews provide relatable information to the listener about career and financial planning, entrepreneurship, motivation, small business ownership, uh, leadership, overcoming the odds, and how to live a balanced life. With that being said, said, my next guest has experience in pharmaceuticals, retail, and natural foods. She has the insight and expertise to bring the innovative concept of plant-based female care system to the marketplace. Unlike mass market and conventional female care brands, consumers will be able to get all of their female care needs met under one brand known as the Honey Pot Company. Please welcome the Money Making Conversation the co-founder of, and, and CEO of the Honey Pot Company, Beatrice Dixon.
1: Hello, how are you?
3: How are you doing, Ms. Dixon, and where are you from?
1: I'm well, thank you. I live in Atlanta.
3: Atlanta, Georgia. Georgia. Atlanta, Georgia. Yeah. Born and raised or yeah. you came from someplace else?
1: No, I was, I was born in Virginia. I was raised in Phoenix. I moved to Atlanta like 16 years ago, and Ooh. now I live between Atlanta and New York.
3: Atlanta and New York. The honeypot. Yeah. Such a great Yeah. Name. Now. Um, Thank you. What, what, where, where can we get these? Uh, the, the brand. I'm sure we can get it online. Is it available in stores?
1: Yes, you can get it on thehoneypot.co. You can get it on Amazon. You can buy our products in stores at Target, Whole Foods, um, Walmart, mm-hmm. CVS, Walgreens. Mm-hmm. Um, you know, we're pretty much you can go to our website and put in our store locator. Go to our store locator, put in your zip code, and figure out where we're sold oh, in your area.
3: Good. Now, so when, when they ask you to star in your own commercial... Now, there we go. She's she's trying to be tough in the beginning. She's trying to be tough. You know, she was just giving me that little short answer at the very beginning. But now, I'm seeing you on TV, walking around, articulating, walking around products and everything. So how did that come about? You know, to start in your own, to be able to sell your own brand, to be recognized as an entrepreneur, a leader in the industry. Talk about that experience.
1: Well, with, with the commercial I believe that Target had interviewed multiple brands. Um, they were looking to do something around um, Black History Month, also looking for something that kind of rolled into Women's History Month.
4: Mm-hmm. And
1: so they, they interviewed multiple um, Black women owned women-owned brands. Mm-hmm. And, you know, we were really fortunate to be the one that they chose to kind of be the, um, you know, the, the lead commercial for Target between February and March. Okay, so we, we okay. were really fortunate for that.
3: Now, so, so what <laughs> that personality? Crazy. What personality did you show, Miss Beatrice Dixon? What, what did they show when they when they talked to you? Were you were you energized? Were you informative? Was it your clothes? Was it your style? What made them say you're the one?
1: I think um, <laughs> you know. I think you know. It's hard, It's hard to say because um, you look
3: great product. by the way you look great let me just go and compliment thank you. you you look great thank every time you, that commercial you. comes on it catches my eye I love the fact that you're moving through a store it's, it feels like a journey and when you reach to yeah. your product I go I'm there and I want to know and I'm a man I'm going like what is she yeah, doing yeah 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 you know, no, I totally get it you
1: know, and it's so, I, so, you know mm-hmm. I, I think um, and this is just something that I hear quite a bit I don't necessarily take it on but i think um one of the reasons that they chose us is because of the authenticity of our brand. Yes, ma'am. Um you know, i'm a pretty authentic person. I don't really you know, i don't i i, I always say what i want to say and and i always um relay how i feel. I don't i don't really alter myself based on the conversations that i'm having. You know, i'm pretty consistent, you know if I'm talking to you, if I'm talking to a buyer at Target, if I'm talking to my mom, right? if I'm talking to anybody, mm-hmm. I'm always going to be who I am. Right. Um, and that kind of shines through with the brand as well.
3: Okay. Miss Authentic? Okay. Yes. Um, <laughs> you know, how has this affected you uh, walking in, you know, you sitting in a restaurant, you know, eating your hamburger, you know, and people recognizing you and doing selfies with you. How has that, how has that affected your life?
1: It hasn't been, you know, a ton of that. I, you know, I've been doing a bit. You know, I do. A, I do a lot of speaking engagement, mm-hmm. so it, it kind of happens there. Mm-hmm. But you know, I'm not just sitting at a restaurant and somebody comes up and like, "Hey, you know," it's it's not really like that it's, at it's, all. It's you know, only
3: think, started, Miss Dixon. You you look fantastic. You know, what I'm saying thank you. Know, you know, like, <laughs> like I said, I was, you know, you know, I always tell a great campaign when you're not looking for it. That's a great campaign. Yes. And so you know when you, yeah, you know I've done fun. enough concerts, enough television shows, and I've bought enough commercial spots where you when you have to sit at a radio station or look at a television, they have to tell you the time is going to run for you to see your commercial spot. to verify that it's yeah. running and being successful. That's not a great campaign. But if I'm just sitting at yeah. and I and I and I, I go from channel. I'm in Atlanta, so I go from ABC. I go to Fox. I go to. Sports yeah. Center, and I, so I'm all over the place. And for me to sit up and right. say, I've seen your commercial, your Target commercial, on a regular that I that I go, oh, I'm about to interview her. You know, yeah, okay. <laughs> that's dope. That is really hot. That is really a yeah. testament that they believe in your brand. They believe in. Your product uh, being yeah. successful, and that's really, really great. But there's also a certain degree of responsibility that you got to have, Absolutely. as far as packaging, as far as having your product available. Absolutely. If it sells off the, if it, you know, if it moves off the shelf ahead of schedule yeah. and things like that. Let's talk about that journey because in your intro, I talked about has experience in pharmaceuticals, retail, and natural foods. Mm-hmm. how do you go from yeah. those three credits which I pulled for your bio to running and founding a company called the Honey Pot Company
1: well I I that you know take a deep in, breath take
3: a deep breath because you went well
4: I uh, <laughs> no no
1: no I mean I, you know this is how I thought, right uh-huh, um,
4: okay. you know
1: but but I so back in so I started my career in pharmacy literally right out of high school Um, I you know I got out of high school I worked at Cigna. That was like my first, you know, real job. And I, I left from there and I kind of continued my journey into the pharmaceutical world. So I went from working at a hospital, you know, I went, I worked in retail, I worked in hospitals, I worked in oncology labs, but so I kind of did all kinds of things. When you think about pharmacy, I thought I wanted to go to school to be a doctor. But then I, I realized that that really wasn't a passion of mine. And I can't, I'm not the human that can do things that I don't believe in. Right. Mm-hmm. And so, you know, so I then decided, let you know, let me just take a break and figure out what I want to do because I had started my pre-med, but then I, like I said, I didn't want to do it anymore. And so I left, I left from, I left from, from doing pharmacy. And around that same time, like 2011, 2012 is when I had the issues that I was having, where I couldn't get rid of an infection that I had, mm-hmm. and that's when I had the dream with mm-hmm. my ancestor,
4: mm-hmm.
1: and that's when I made the product that she told me to make, basically, and I, you know I made it and it worked for me. Mm. So ar- around this transition time, I was I was transitioning out of coming out of working in pharmacy to going to work at Whole Foods. And what would be their pharmacy in their whole body department, right? Mm-hmm. But instead of like drugs, it's, it's herbs and things of that nature.
4: Mm-hmm.
1: And so I did that for three years, but I was still doing honey pot while I was doing that, right? Um, you know. And then I left from there, kind of made a natural tran- transition, and I went to be a food broker. So as a food broker, I went from you being my customer that shopped at Whole Foods to Whole Foods being my customer. And then from there I went to be an area sales manager at a Kelchip company. So the whole while between Whole Foods, being a broker, right. working at a you know, working at a startup basically, I was doing honey pot that whole time. So it was basically like I had two jobs. You know? Right. Um and and at and at one time within that I had a cleaning business and an organizing business while I was working at Whole Foods. So things were really crazy. <laughs>
3: <laughs> <laughs> so,
1: I've always like so Yeah, the honey pot.
3: Yeah, the, the honey yeah. pot. Yeah, the whole food. And you had the cleaning business.
1: Yeah, yeah, because I had, you know, honey pot wasn't making money to be able to, to support me, uh-huh. you know. Hmm. Um, and I knew that we had to hire somebody because I had to work because right. you know. Right. So. We had hired, we Antoinette, you know, we had we had a couple people that had kind of just kind of worked for us doing like eye jobs and things like that. But Antoinette was like our real official, um, you know, full-time employee. Right. And she was Antoine. Able to be Antoine. a full time
3: person. Everything was on Antoinette, huh? She was just out there just working.
1: It was. <laughs> it, was it was crazy. We were, mm-hmm. I mean, I would make bottles on the weekend because then I was making the wash. Right. I would make wash on the weekend and on the nights that I was home. I had I when I when I went to be a broker and a sales manager, I was traveling 3 to 4 weeks out of the month.
4: Right. Right. right, right. Mm-hmm. So it was
1: it was crazy. So she was making bottles, packing them, shipping them, bottles. I mean, it was crazy.
4: Right.
3: It
1: was a crazy time.
3: Yeah. Well, you know that you know I, I always remember like uh you know uh, the level of success I, I'm reaching now, you know, is I can't do the things I used to do, but sometimes it, when you look back, you know, when I was, I used to do stand-up comedy. I was on the comedy club, used to write t- sitcoms. I, I look back at that mm-hmm. period. It's really so much fun because it, cause it you, you were just doing it. You know, just doing it. Yeah. There, was, there were no guarantees. <laughs> you, know what I'm yeah, it, was
4: yeah, you know Yeah, that uh, was the
3: fun. You know, you were just working hard. Yeah. And, 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 and sometimes I wish I just would have, like, um, capture some of those Mm -hmm. moments more because Mm slow down and appreciate it that I was doing something special because I live the results now you're living the results now but you were just grinding you were just grinding and you know uh, you you wanted to go to sleep but you couldn't go to sleep you know you wanted to sit down and and just rest you wanted to stop sometimes but something inside you told you you couldn't stop just keep pushing keep pushing and when people when people were having a vacation and you couldn't vacation, you know you you every, every, every dollar, yes. you couldn't buy shoes when you wanted to buy shoes, couldn't buy <laughs> exactly. outfits when they't buy outfits. you, you, you shopped on yes. coupons. It really just te- is a testimony to the, the process that you know the, the results are beautiful, but the journey is hard now. it's hard. But boy, when you look back, you just laugh, you just laugh
1: yeah i mean and 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 truth be told, you know the journey is still happening you know right. we we don't
4: mm-hmm.
1: every most of the most of the money that our business makes goes right back into the business, so right. it's not like mm-hmm. you know I'm sitting here with millions of dollars in my personal bank account you right. know it's not it hasn't gotten it hasn't gotten to that place yet right. you know it's still a grind it's right. still it's still a lot of hard work and high level thinking. It's just that it's not necessarily me whipping it up in the kitchen now, right? Like now, <laughs> my grind is I have to constantly be in front of investors. I'm doing speaking engagements, you know. Have to have, you know. I'm constantly having weekly meetings with my with different parts of the team, right? You know, I'm I I work with our with our um, our CSO uh, Kelly to go to, you know, when we go to present to retailers, like right you know, I'm managing, you know, working with my brother as he, you know, and he's my Mm co-founder, um, you know, while, while he's building out charts and, and, you know, I mean, it's, it's, it's insane. So it's still, it's still crazy busy. It's still, uh, it's still labor, you know, but Mm -hmm. it's, it's not as, um, it's not. It's not the grind. It's it's just a different type of grind. A different
3: type of grind. You well, you don't have yeah. a Whole Foods or a cleaning business that import, is part of the grind anymore. No, it's nah. just it's just it's, the it's honey pie grind. <laughs> yeah, like honey pie company and, and, grind.
1: And quite and quite honestly, um, you know, once you start bringing in capital and, and and those types of things, that's a part of your operating agreement. You know, your shareholders, the people that invest in your business. That's like it's it's in a contract that I can't do anything else other than Honeypot,
3: wow. you know? Wow. Well, I'm talking to um, this the co-founder and CEO of the Honeypot Company. Uh, she started in uh, pharmaceuticals, retail and natural foods, and she was multi-working and multitasking, and she was grinding like all <laughs> people start. It started like grinding. Yeah. And, you know, she noted. Rashawn, look at there's not a million dollars in my bank yet There will be The goal is to get to a million I'm going to tell you something When it gets to a million You're going to want more millions It just. I'm just going to let you know, Miss Dixon It just does not stop That's why Amazon keeps buying things That's why Google keeps buying things That's why Microsoft keeps buying things You just do not stop Because you start figuring out ways to diversify your brand And grow your brand Honeypot is a plant-powered uh, feminine care company For today's savvy female consumer when I say that, that's a line I took from your bio, what does it mean when you say "savvy female consumer
1: my, in, you know in my opinion, a savvy female consumer is one that really understands what she wants, she understands how she wants us, and I don't even want to say she" um, because not every human that buys our product is, a, is necessarily a woman or identifies as being a woman right. but the humans that buy the humans that buy our product. You know, I call them savvy because they know what they want. They're willing to invest in what they want, you know, and basically to go the extra mile to, to um, make sure that they're taking care of themselves.
3: Right. And when you say taking care of themselves, let's, uh, let's break down a little bit more. The Honeypot Company is a one-stop shop for all things healthy and natural when it comes to a, a female's or a person's personal area. care product. Personal yep. area. And so yeah. that includes uh, uh, healthy washes, natural wipes, uh herb-infused pads, and organic uh, cotton tampons with bioplastic app- applicators. Now, yes. Yeah. Now, I, 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 let me just back up a little bit. I was I was eating dinner with a guy a couple of days, a couple of years ago, and it was talking. He was talking about there was this, you know, the natural uh, care product that women were just really up and on. That, that you know these, they're chemicals that are making women sick, and also maybe even causing women to die from that. And so that this mm-hmm. natural wave was the way to go. That women was just lining up, it's almost like protesting. That you know, it's almost that "hear me roar" type attitude about get it to me right, get it to me correctly, so I can wake up and feel that I'm living a healthy life. Like you was talking about earlier, the uh, the whole process of you coming to this was a uh, was an infection you couldn't get rid of, correct? Exactly, yes. Yeah. Now, when you when you talk about that, what 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 is the the other than that the, the motivation of being able to sit down with your brother, who's the co-founder, and being able to do mm-hmm. this part time, part time? What was the breakthrough point in this whole process? You realize, you know, some we can make a commitment to this. We can win with this product.
1: It was once we got into Target, you know, it, it needed to be able to support. Look, I'm not the person that believes in starting a business and just quitting your job. I don't believe in that. I, bu- I believe that you keep your job so that you don't put yourself in a place of being desperate. And you, you, keep, you, keep, your, you keep your hustle going until, until the business gets to a place where it can support you financially and pay right. you either what you're making on your job or more. Right. And so, so you're not a person just
3: jump out there, just just go out there on a leap of faith. You're not that person.
1: Nah, no <laughs> I, I don't think that that's that that's an intelligent uh-huh. thing to do
4: right, right you
1: no.
3: Know?
4: Mm-hmm.
1: Um, because it's hard to make it's hard to be it's already hard to have a startup that comes from nothing. It's double hard to have a startup that comes from nothing, and you're relying on that startup to basically take care of you, to take care of an employee and all those types of things. Um, I, you know, it, it's already so much stress. So I, so I didn't take that route. Um, you know, honeypot was well, well off the ground, you know, while I was doing all these other things, right? you know, but, um, you know, but once we, once we got into Target, I got to a point where I was like living this double life. I was working like 80 to 90 hours a week. I was traveling pretty like every single week for work. And then I would have to, you know, I was off we were raising money at the time. I mean, it was, it was like one of the most stressful times in my life. And so we raised, we raised, we raised $3 million in 2018, um, with the new voices fund that really kind of took things off the ground because I had already started full time a few months before. Right, but that really gave us the the the, the um the ability to hire other to hire the other employees that we needed to hire to be able to invest in marketing to be able to invest in more inventory you know so many things happened once we got that investment, so you know it it was a combination of living a double life working ridiculous hours and not being able to execute at my best and then the access to capital that you know helped us to really. To, to to get to stand on our own two feet so that we can see things through to the next level.
3: Let me ask you this. Do you consider yourself a spokesperson for, for, or for women of, uh, uh, when they're talking about their, because women, you know, fight for their rights for in this case, fighting for the, yeah. for fight, fighting for their health. And because it's a yes. business, but it's also something that affected you personally. And because of that personal challenge, you know, you went in your kitchen, you started mixing up stuff and you got it right. And, and, and then then you was able to go out there and, and convince. Individuals, strangers, who look at look, they look at mm-hmm. opportunities. So you got to have a business plan that has credibility. Also has a, mm-hmm. three million dollars. That's nothing to to sneeze at. You know, you go. There's a lot of people going. Okay, here's, you know, we should. We watch Shark Tank on TV. You know, they go in there with these little right. presentations, and they have a. You know, they they chop it down to maybe five minutes, and they go yes or no. Or We take twenty percent of your company, or we, you give us a million dollars, or I give you two hundred fifty thousand dollars. You give me fifty percent of your company, or whatever. Is that uh, I worked for you.
1: It used to be a lot harder. You know, it's not hard for me to. You know, I could look, I could look you in the face and be like, "Hey, I need ten million dollars." <laughs> you know, but at one point, honestly, like, <laughs> come I, on, Miss Dixon, Miss Dixon.
3: So you, you, you're a shark now, huh? You just, you to used to worry about asking for that kind of money, huh?
1: It's not that I'm a shark. I just have experience in mm. doing it. You right. Know, I've I've been I've been doing I've been pitching investors now for uh, almost four years.
4: Right. With, right. You
1: know, with, with my brother, and it, and it's like anything else. If you do something, you do it consistently. You mm-hmm. get experience in it. You know, being being in the startup world, startup life is like getting getting a master's degree. You know, or getting a PhD. just doing it in real life. Right. Right. Mm-hmm. So, you know, so. At, in the beginning absolutely it was hard because you, you know you you had never you've never seen money like that before right. you know what i mean right mm-hmm. um you know now you know everything that we make we put into our business you know we actually we're not we're not we're not necessarily when you look at the books we're not necessarily making money just because everything goes back in right 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 right, right. but 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 we do have a multi million dollar business you know what I'm saying, mm-hmm. and so um, you know, so it, so it, it, it requires a lot, and when, when you when you have fourteen people working for you, right. right, and and your product is selling on, you know, over within the next few months, it'll be around ten or eleven thousand doors.
3: Yeah, right you know now, let's mention of your Target, Walmart. Urban yeah, Outfitters, Target, Walmart, Walgreens, Walgreens, Bed Bath you know, and Beyond, Wegmans, yeah. Whole Foods, and among other retail. I mean, these are these are top of the line. You know, just to see you, you know, that, you know, this is you know. That's
1: my that's my point, though, right? So you you have to get comfortable with asking somebody for that type of money mm-hmm. because that's what that's the type of money that it takes to run your business, right? You know,
3: right? Because you know you can't you know you can't run out of Target, you know. You no know, nah, you, you can't you,
1: you can't, can't run out of target you can't, can't run out of walmart You can't run out of money at pay at, at, you know for your um you can't you can't run out of you gotta you gotta have money to pay your employees pay the you rent. know payroll has to happen mm-hmm. every two weeks
3: yes yes um yes, yes.
1: marketing has to happen you know
3: you know, it's really uh, you know, it's it's so funny when I when I, you know, cuz I I can tell you're a straight shooter, you know. And then, and then you're you you're a person that could, you know, like you said I can ask you for 10 million dollars Rashad, shot. With ease. Yeah. And that's really a gift, you know, because of the fact that you know, you, you have your brother who's the co founder, but you're out there doing all that talking. Of course, it's a fema- uh, female based product. You should be doing the talking. And I have six sisters, so yeah. I'm comfortable talking in this conversation. You know, you grew up with six mm-hmm. sisters, four of them older you. You've heard this conversation over and over and over again in, in your lifetime. And so, but I also yeah. know that it was important to them, uh, and it was always a conversation that was important to them. And so I know when you talk talking about female savvy, it's almost like it's about time. What took us yeah, so long? Yeah. We've been a, you've been living a life of being just giving you walking there just because it's on, on the shelf doesn't mean it's good for you. That is the that exactly. is that is such a, a sad state of affairs that you go in there you think this product is on the shelf that they put it on the shelf they're selling it to you. Nah, nah, that doesn't mean it's good for you, and that's really the the, the why the Honey Pie Company was created, and there's really the foundation that we are, we care about you as a customer. But also, a yeah. car, not only from the fact that you're buying our products, but you can out, live a much more healthier and safe life with our product. Correct?
1: It, exactly. That, but that's the responsibility piece you were talking about, right? right? Mm-hmm. You know, when you, I believe that anything that you do in your life, you should do it well, and you should, and you should, and you should hold yourself responsible for anything that your hand touches. Right. Mm-hmm. So all the way to the basic level, mm-hmm. At how you live, your house should be clean, how you drive, your car should be clean, mm-hmm. right? How you think things should be organized, things should have a place.
4: Mm-hmm.
1: You know, when you have a business, if it's a service, that you should offer the best possible service that you absolutely can. Right. And if you can't, if you're not a person that, 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 knows, that can execute in that way, I'm I'm of the belief that you shouldn't touch it unless you can, right? Right. Because you know, what we make, we make prod anything that somebody puts on any part of their body, their arm, their leg, a human with a vagina on their vagina, anything, right? Right. Mm-hmm. That's going inside your body mm-hmm. because your body your your skin is an organ. Right. So, it's a huge responsibility mm-hmm. to make clean products because you know we make products for vagina, so we can't we can't if we're gonna be responsible and and if we if we're gonna love our customers and adore them and appreciate them the way and we do mm-hmm. the least we can do is make a beautiful product well i have a twenty two you know?
3: year old daughter I'm excited about uh what you're saying i'm I'm comfortable about uh this interview because i'm you know she's my, she's my future. She's my baby, <laughs> yeah,
4: absolutely.
3: you know? And so when I, when I, when I, when I do an interview like this, it's, it's personal reasons because I want to get your product out there and then people will be aware of this type of product that I feel is, uh, you know, like I said, you know, you can get sold on the fact that, uh, they got the most money, they got the most history. It doesn't mean they, mm-hmm. they care about you. And, uh, and, um, when this interview opportunity came up for me, it wasn't a, a conversation they said who that's the lady on Target? that's the Target lady commercial what in the world? <laughs> got her I'm, i want to see her Yeah, that's, that's my girl right there i want to see yeah. her because Thanks. of the fact that you know first of all women of color we know there is a, a huge disparity when it comes out there when you talk about raising capital and you know you walk in the room and well, what what why you know when you talk about raising capital because you know you have so many lanes you have the you have the male identity you have the white male identity the black male identity then you have the the white mm-hmm. female identity, then you have the black female identity. And so, you know, mm-hmm. I'm assuming that you have falling behind, you're number four, if I'm just saying. I know it's the white male, it's yeah. probably going to be the the, the the white female, and then it's going to be the black male, and it's going to be the black female, talking about mm-hmm. it. Because when you look at television, look at history, you know, the, the black female has always been played off as the it's the is the lesser role the stay-at-home role the the the, the right. childbearing role and now you're you're sitting in front of people talking about hey let me let me take your millions of dollars and I turn into it into multi-millions of dollars talk about that mm-hmm. experience okay
1: <clears throat> yeah that that has been a really great experience <laughs> you know we we've been really fortunate and I, I think one of the main reasons we've been fortunate is because we have a good product. And we have a good customer base that supports our products, um, and that, you know, supports us as founders and, 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 you know, and just as humans that are creating in the world, um, you know, so, but it definitely has been challenging raising capital. When you think about, um, black women are starting, are, are like actually leading and heading up, um, as far as all all founders that are starting businesses black women are leading the charge in that you know but at the same time black women also have like access to less than 0. 0.006% of the venture capital that's out in the world like that's like that's way less that's a decimal point um it's way less than 1% right, uh, right. and so it's uh you know it it has definitely been a challenge, you know. But what those challenges have done is they forced us to be lean and to be scrappy in our business. Right. I love the word scrappy to be a business.
3: I love the
4: word scrappy. And so,
1: and so you know, so while it used to really bother me, you know, because when you look at when you look at my at, at my at my competitors, right. I've got three major competitors in the market, you know, they've raised like nearly a hundred million dollars between the three. Right. Right. Mm -hmm. We've, we've raised four and you know, and, and, and it's, sometimes it's about who, you know, sometimes it's about who you have access to, Mm
4: -hmm. but
1: I don't want to say that to make it seem
4: like,
1: you know, to make it seem like we're a victim of, of the venture capital world. I don't want to come from that place you know but but, I, but one I, but what I won't do is not talk to the fact that it has not been as easy for us to to get to the valuations that we should likely be at um you know to 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 raise the millions of dollars of even seed capital. We raised millions, but you know, I think if circumstances were different, I think that you we probably could have raised
3: more. Well, my friend, um, you know, I wanted to just let you know this. First of all, you're changing lives, okay? You're saving lives, okay? You're you're a role model. You're a trailblazer. Thank you. You, um, Thank you.
4: uh,
3: I love your your tough personality, you know, and I love that. Don't change. Uh, We all grow. And I put together yeah. a Money Making Conversation to share to share your experience, but not only promote your brand, but to share your journey. Because yeah. it's so many people who have come on this show, and I've been so blessed to just see this brand just just grow up. It's like exploded. And, and, and just individuals now see that this is a show that you can come and tell your story, promote your product, and you have a support guy, Rashawn McDonald, who has an amazing brand himself. And this is all free. Mm-hmm. I don't, you know, nobody, mm-hmm. nobody's gonna pop up and no charge to listen to this interview. It doesn't work that way. This interview works right. the way of being able to say that. Do not stop what you're doing. Um, when these campaigns start, please send me social media banners. I got over a million social media social media followers. I got a fan club with 74 percent are female. And so mm-hmm. I want to support you. Don't change and keep winning. Okay, because you Thank are winning you. every time I see you on that TV commercial, you are winning. Okay, <laughs> and looking good, girl, looking you good. Okay, that. and you strolling Thank down there. I said, that's my girl right there, and so <laughs> I'm happy for you. The Honey Pot Company. I'm talking to the co-founder. She co-founded it with her brother and the CEO of the Honey Pie Company, Miss Beatrice Dixon. Thank you for coming on my show. Thank you for having me. Hi, If you want to hear more interviews for Money Making Conversations, go to MoneyMakingConversations.com. I'm Rashawn McDonald. I'm your host.
5: It's finally here, the season of celebration. And no matter how you celebrate with family and friends, whether you're preparing for Reyes Magos or Karamu, lighting the menorah, or going to Midnight Mass, Kohl's has just what you need to make those traditions special. Plus, you'll find gifts for all your loved ones.
0: my
3: guess, It's tax season, y'all. Or tax season. Or tax season, yes. Yeah. I've seen commercials like that by tax season. All kinds of people want well, to let you know it's tax season. For some people, it's tax season year-round. Like me, I'm always talking about my taxes. So it's time to talk to one of my favorite tax experts. My next guest, tax preparation company, specializes in individual or small business tax preparations and tax filings. They pride themselves as taking time with each client to go over with them their tax situation so they can understand it as well as help them plan for upcoming years. Please welcome back, back, back to Money Making Conversation, one of my favorite people in the D.C. area, Laura Foos.
6: Good morning. How y'all doing?
3: Pretty good. That's the energy. She would not stop. She would not stop. And how you doing, Laura?
6: I'm good. I'm good. We're here. I'm excited to be with you all again. I was telling Samantha I hadn't talked to you all in quite a while.
3: Yeah, you know, I'm sure you, I'm sure you were talking to somebody, though, because you can talk. <laughs> <laughs> you know, I was like. I'm
6: always talking. You know, I'm always talking. So I'm sure I was talking to somebody. It's awesome,
3: though. Best one of your gifts. And I want to ask you all the time that I've talked to you, Laura, I don't think I've ever asked you what is your gift or your passion? What is your gift or your passion?
6: Um, I think gift and passion. So they probably go um, go together. Um, I think that part of my gift is, you know, being able to, especially because I deal a lot with taxes and finances, and those are subjects that sometimes, you know, a lot of people don't talk about or they don't understand. So I think part of my gift is being able to break the process down. So that everybody can understand it and that I can break it down to whatever crowd that I'm speaking to and make it relatable to them. Um, and that's part of my passion in that, you know, breaking money and finances and taxes right. and budgeting and savings and breaking those down so that all of us can understand it and that people are more educated. And then when we know better, we do better, right?
4: That's so absolutely I think that correct. is
6: part of the passion of, you know, helping break the, you know, financial and money things down so that people understand it better.
3: We know it's really I, – I, I, my relationship goes all the way back to the Hoodie Awards, Neighborhood Awards with your – Business, but I know we missed the ladies, hoodie so.
6: awards. Somebody, y'all didn't get these
3: hoodie awards back. the <laughs> hey, awards back. You, well, let's, let's talk about salon couture because I'm just talking about you personally as an individual who I've seen grown and and I, you know, I, 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 I follow your social media and I just see that you're you're more more of a social media influencer now. What is making that shift in you? It seems like you you you're, you're gaining energy about who you, you are as a brand and who you are as an individual. Is it because your daughter is okay. in college now, you got more time to your, for yourself ah! now. See, the kid's not there. Yes, What's going the on? Kids.
6: Uh, I don't think I have more time now. I think it is and probably working with you and, and, and some of my other coaches that I work with and really beginning to take this seriously that, you know, that I can be my own person and my own brand because, like you said, because I do have that gift and that passion to share with people, and I think that everybody has something that they need to share. And mine, of course, is in taxes and finances. Mm-hmm. Um, and so I think it was just deciding to be more transparent with people, especially on social media. And I think that once you learn to be transparent with your audience and add value, like my social media is to add value to people to share information that I've learned from being a single mother, from being married and divorced twice, from going through bankruptcy, but then having several successful businesses. Um, So I think my audience appreciates the transparency and and they certainly understand that they love me for me because I probably do cuss way too much to be a cute (laughs) young lady. So sometimes they might catch me cussing. I like to laugh. I like to have fun. Um, But I think when you are, you know, using social media to add value to people um, and be the real you and the authentic you, then I think that people appreciate that. And you find your tribe and you find your, you know, your crew. Mm hmm. Well, so don't. I think it's just being more transparent.
3: Well, no, this is really important because I, when I bring people on the show, I, you know, we, we're all going to talk about who you are from a business perspective, why you're calling in on the show. But I just try to let my listeners hear uh, another layer of what is inspiring you, what is driving you, I because, of, because of the fact it. that we are all tied to trying to be successful and. the and I always tell people, always think, your lane of success is going to be different from somebody else's lane, but you might drop a nugget that go, wow, I can really relate to what she's talking about. I can really relate and understand, you know, or her passion, what her gifts are very similar to mine. But guess what? I'm a different person. I might be younger, I might be older, I might be married, I might be single, all these situations, but you can still be inspired by the story. And that's why I love uh, communicating of with course. you, Laura, because you will tell me the story. Now, how is your daughter? Because I love talking okay. about my girl. I'm to
6: tell you the long version of the story, too. <laughs> mm-hmm.
3: Yeah, absolutely. See the kid, I was college tree nerf uh, and everything, you yes. know.
6: Sid is doing great. Thank you for always asking about her. Sid, the kid, is in her... Well, she's coming up finishing her second year at Temple University. This year has just been an awesome year for her. I don't even see her hardly anymore. Thank God for FaceTime, that we FaceTime 100 times a day, because um, she never makes it home. But she's really transitioning. Interestingly, she's... um started doing an internship with their football team as she Mm -hmm. grew to love football because of her father and her uncles and Mm -hmm. now she is really leaning towards sports management Mm -hmm. Um, she's one of their only paid students that works with Temple Football and works with recruiting um, the athletes coming to visit
3: the school Mm -hmm.
4: and
6: she's really loving that and so I mean I don't know where that came from but you know I'm going to support her in whatever she Well we
3: know where the talking came from okay now the (laughs) ability to communicate came from you. So
6: when she launches Mm -hmm. Her sports <laughs> management company, then yes, we're going to have to get her on money making conversation. Absolutely. Well, you know,
3: <laughs> see, the thing about this, by relationship, you're going to have to tax stuff down pat. You know, so when he, when she starts signing these athletes, they're going to bring them around the corner. They won't even introduce you as mom. You know, this is a, <laughs> right. She will handle your taxes. You know, you won't have no problem over here. And then you're going to just start talking. They're going to go, whoa! <laughs> it's all over. But that's how you, exactly. you know, like my daughter, you know, she's, she's in college, but she's one more year she'll be graduating in game design and I'm watching her grow and I'm watching her grow and that's why I talk about the balanced life you know being able to we can be successful in all these different areas but how balanced is your life you know and you know we always want our kids to go out there and and we you know watch enough ugly things on TV that you're always afraid you need to hear from them to make sure that you can sleep at night but you gotta let them go and you gotta let them grow and you gotta let them make their own decisions so now the extension why would somebody file an extension?
6: Um. Sometimes you know, I have clients fined for all different reasons. Some just because they maybe they have had an emergency or they've had things going on with their family, so they just couldn't get the documents together. Maybe they were waiting for a document because they lost it and had to get a replacement. Um, there's all all kinds of reasons. So you can find you would be approved to file an automatic extension um, without any penalties or fees, especially if you are due a refund. You can do it automatically let's just say you didn't have time um, and you can file that automatically
3: i am tell you something I have a, I have a degree in math I will never do my taxes. I, when it comes to my taxes, I get paranoid. I get nervous. I get afraid. It really, it really is like I mean, even when I wasn't making just a little simple form, the little single form where I had just one job and you know they showed you how much taxes they took out. I still wasn't filling those forms. I, I was like scared to death. Why? Why is Rashawn McDonald afraid of of, of of filling out his own taxes? Or, or, or need you to calm me down? right
6: well and i think it's just just like we were talking about in the intro of the passion because nobody talks about it you know we didn't learn about taxes in, in school, a lot of times our parents just filed their taxes or I see the I meme. Mean, you know, we didn't even know our parents filed taxes. We didn't <laughs> even know what that was. No one discussed it. We didn't learn about it in college. And so until you started working, did you hear people say, oh, you have to file your taxes? And well, when yeah. you don't know something or you don't understand something, then you get a professional to do it for you. Now, hopefully you work with someone like myself that will explain it to you, but I still have a lot of clients who probably like yourself are like, I don't even want to know just what's the bottom number? You do it. You're the professional. There you go. Tell me there you what go. the
3: bottom numbers are. There you go. That's me. <laughs> you know. I, I, but I'm gonna tell you, I'm a good person because I, you know, I see my little booklets. I have my little tabs. Everything's typed up. I am a blessing to uh, my tax file. Your tax preparer. Oh my god. Oh, they, they, they love me. They love me. But you know, don't come back over me. You know, just tell me where I need to sign. Make sure all right. the what I'm signing makes me happy. I gotta be happy. <laughs> <laughs> Gotta be happy, but that's part of the process because, you know, you have to go. You know, it's, it, I, I think when it when it because it's so personable how this whole mm-hmm. filing taxes, and then I see these companies talking about, you know, you you file taxes, we give you money now. I see that right. being advertised. Or oh, do you do that as well, or, or is that just a different company that is just doing that?
6: No, where they can get an advance right away. like They call it like an advance. And what that is, that is, and and those are certainly legal. And most tax professionals offer them like we had them at the beginning of the tax season. And what the advance is, it's an advance of money, of your own money. You are going to pay a fee for it. Just like I said, if you use (laughs) someone's money, they're going to charge you interest to use their money. Mm -hmm. But they develop the the advances come in handy because, you know, in 2018, they developed the PATH Act. Just because we have seen so much or now they got, you know, with smart systems, they caught on that people were filing tax returns with fraudulent children, uh, maybe children that were not their children. And now if you put children on your return where you're earning that earned income credit or additional child tax credit money, where you're getting refundable money back, they were holding those tax returns until February 15th. So even though a lot of people submitted their returns in January, they would not even begin looking at those returns until February 15th, so that they have more time to analyze them, check the children on the returns. So that's why they do the advance, because those clients did not begin to get refunds until the end of, well, really, they just started coming out. As a matter of fact, the end of February so if I did your return in January and I know you're going to get six thousand dollars back I could give you an advance of that money and then when they finally released your refund the end of February we would get that back yeah but you have control of that right through the end of February
3: you have control of that money though right you have control of the the check comes to you right
6: Yes, of course. So it goes to, there's a few banks that work with tax preparer companies. So, yes, they're going to make sure they get their money back first.
3: Right.
4: Mm-hmm.
6: Then we're going to get our prep fees second. Right. And then the client would get what's left. Yes. Right.
3: I love it. Tell me this. um, What are the three top reasons why you see clients uh and why they owe taxes? What are the three top reasons that clients owe taxes? Because I try to avoid that, but I still owe every year.
6: Why? Well, I think that one of the biggest ones is because a lot of times um clients, and I understand it because a lot of my clients do it to me every year, even though I ask them not to. They think that their tax preparer is a magician, but we are not. We are tax preparers. So the biggest mistake that people make, and I get it, they need their money during the year on their paycheck during the year. However, then we get to tax time and they owe all of this money. And then they look at me and just like you said, I want to be happy when you have me signed. But there are some times that if you are making, you know, sixty, seventy thousand $70,000 a year and you have... $500 withheld in taxes during the year, there's nothing that I can do to help you with that, unless <laughs> you have all kinds of deductions. Did you say, say $60,000 a
3: year and they've only withheld $500 in taxes?
6: <laughs> yes! And then they're like, "I oh oh my gosh. So I do always have, um, of mm-hmm. course, on my social media, I'm Laura Foos. There are links in my bio with helpful links that you would use um, directly from the IRS site where they have a withholdings calculator They tell you exactly um, what you should be withholding. Um, So I encourage all of our guests, even if you haven't done it recently, to do it this year, just to make sure that with the new tax laws, with the new tax tables, that you are withholding the correct amount of money. You um, another reason why okay. I think that a lot of my clients maybe end up owing is maybe they had a change in their situation and maybe their tax repair, which is why I do pride myself on not only am I doing your taxes for this year, we're going to also have a conversation about the current year that we're in and are you going to be better prepared? So let's say maybe you're you've had your children and you were um they you were getting a $2000 deduction right. for your children mm-hmm. right because under their age of 16 and under you get a $2000 credit for them but then once they turn 16 whoa, now that deduction goes down to $500. Mm. And if you were not prepared for that and your tax preparer didn't go over, hey, make sure next year you plan for this because you're going to lose that $1,500 deduction, then maybe then your tax, you know, your criteria changes. Or maybe your child now is just like we were talking, our children get older, now they're working, they're um, supporting themselves, I was always able to claim the head of household deduction, which is now 18350 And now I lose my child and now I have to file single. And that deduction is only like a $12,000 deduction. Um, so unfortunately, people don't um, consult when these life things happen. Maybe they don't consult their tax person or, you know, they should certainly check their withholdings again.
3: This is a uh, lot of information, Laura. Do you I'm take? So, am or, do I you talking
6: ta- too fast? Because no. I know you all say that I talk way too fast. Oh, no, no, so, no, is everybody no. getting it?
3: No, I'm, I'm just overwhelmed. I can see why I have. I'm afraid to do my taxes. Okay, first of all, you know, you know all these. Do you take classes? What, what, what You you go to like conferences in Las Vegas or something? What? How you stay? Well,
6: for- I wish I wish I was in Vegas. I have not been back to Vegas since the Neighborhood Awards, oh, and I refuse to go until the Neighborhood Awards comes back. Oh my god! So no, we don't have conferences. Unfortunately, I haven't attended them in Vegas, but we do have to have because we are. Um, if you are going to a prepare, like I'm a licensed prepare. So, yes, I have to have continuing education hours every year. If you look up my name on the IRS website, you will see. So, I do use the hashtag check the credentials. So, no, we don't want to be going to those tax preparers that are using TurboTax in their basement, and your return says self-prepare. <laughs> so, okay, that is a big mistake. That's a lot of times why people end up owing also. You think that you're going to, you know, a tax preparer because they're only charging you $100 to do your taxes, right. but they're doing them in your basement. And then when you get that letter three or four years later from the IRS asking you to explain what all this stuff is on your tax return, and you never ask the tax preparer to put it on there, then yes, you will owe kindly all of those years that they audit when you can't provide documentation or verification. I'm going to tell you something. So that's you, another I'm gonna tell you good, you. see? So that's our third one right there, and that wasn't even on my list, so, but that was another good one while people owe.
3: <laughs> I mean, here's the thing <laughs> Don't about be me. not cheap. We are, I remember when I first started doing my taxes, I didn't want to pay the tax person. I, I used to argue with them. Hey, man, this is kind of high. This is, <laughs> what are you talking about? Can, can you cut me? You know, you know here I am, the, mo- the, the the key part of my life from an accounting standpoint with the government, and I'm arguing with this person about cutting the deal on my taxes. And I, I think you get that. You, I'm pretty sure you get a lot of idiots like me that come in, don't want think you're <laughs> overpriced, don't, don't try to figure out, you know, all this paperwork, they, they, they just throw you, hand you a trash bag full of information. You gotta put it all together. Then you put it right. all together. Then they come back and go, this much? I gotta pay you this much? Right, uh,
1: right.
3: Why, why, why are we idiots like that? Because I, I did it. I did it. Now, now I don't do that now. I, I realize that. You know, I got a CPA, you know, been doing it for 23 years. I'm talking right. about my early years. I'm telling you, I was pretty stupid, but I, was, I had to go apologize to uh, a good friend of mine. Uh, she's in Houston, and when she used to do my taxes, and when they start creeping up into the thousands, I was like, whoa, <laughs> whoa, 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 what's going on yeah. here? Said, first of all, yeah. you're making money. Okay, you're making money. Okay, so, so, and when you make money, guess what? Certain things you got to have in place you know you got 401k's, you got all these deductions, you travel, you know, if we got to pull all this down and also like you said, you don't want to be you only get that phone call 4 or 5 years later or 1 year later talking about you filed at the wrong time cuz I've had these phone calls, okay? And, they, and you you talk about the filing part is nervous when you get that letter.
6: <laughs> oh, but you get one of those letters because, like we always say, the IRS normally does not call you directly, but you will get that letter in the mail, um, and they will keep sending you letters until you respond, or they are or they are certainly able to garnish wages. So we certainly do will not want to ignore Ooh. letters that come from the IRS. We don't want to play with them, communicate with them, set up payment plans with them. They'll certainly work with you, but yes, do not play around with the IRS.
4: Ooh,
3: this is like a testimonial <laughs> show for me, boy. <laughs> I, you know, this is the first time I publicly admitted all my ignorance about taxes. You know, I, but that
6: happened. But you are not alone. You are
3: certainly I, I, not I, I, alone. I got. I, I'm in a club by myself because come to Because I can't speak to it for everybody else, Laura. You're an expert. You talk to a guy over here. That has matured over the years, got the right people around me to protect me, sitting right. over there, hey, I've had the, the person in the basement do my taxes. I remember <laughs> my friend This was this guy he was a, he was a, he sold insurance but he did taxes on the side. All his rates yeah. were good. <laughs> His rates were good. Yeah,
6: I bet they were good. And I bet <laughs> you got a real nice, a really, really, really good refund, too. Yeah,
4: Absolutely. Why you think yeah. I'm doing do business get with him? You that
6: letter a few years later <laughs> saying, can you please verify, send us documentation to verify this, oh this, and this. And you're like, I didn't even know I put that on there. Oh, my
3: God. Oh, my God. This is this is like, this is like. you is.
6: having flashbacks. <laughs> I'm having
3: flashbacks because, uh, you know, at one point you have to grow up and realize that, you know, That's why I do the show, because you can't be perfect when you do this show. You have to show flaws and be honest with people and also let them know that the reason I have you on the show is because of the fact that your level of expertise is needed for anybody, not just people in business, but individuals, because the government government does not play when it comes to these taxes, and if you don't file your taxes, they will put you in jail.
6: Yes. And and I've talked a lot about this year. They will also, those tax repairs that were doing all of that funny stuff, they will now, once they find that tax repairs are consistently submitting fraudulent returns, they are now putting tax repairs in jail. So I, I do let clients know now, wait a minute, I'm not going to jail. Orange is my favorite color. I do not, I don't think I wear it well, though. So now I'm not going to jail for anyone to get a refund or them to get extra money. No, I do make sure we walk through the process to make right. sure you get any deductions mm-hmm. that you are due or that maybe you were not aware of. So, mm-hmm. let me not say that. Like, I will make sure that you get everything that you deserve. Right. And and just because I'm in Maryland, you have to let your guests know, just because I reside in Maryland, D.C. area, you know, most of my clients, probably 98% of my clients are remote clients. I never meet them in person. We have a perfect system, um, an intake form. It's an online system. Okay. And then we communicate via, you know, Now we have conference calls, we have Zoom meetings, DocuSign, your documents. um, So I can work with any of your clients across the country.
3: Okay, because that means you can give give me a social media banner this week so I can post it on there and say, Yes. Now now let's talk about your, your, your show, Ask Foods. Are you still doing that?
6: Um, I do um, still do Ask Foods, which we normally do like a Tax Tip Tuesday segment. Of course, now just because in the midst of um, tax season, it gets a little difficult for me. Um, just because most of you know I you know, I still have the corporate career, I still have the salon, I still have syndicate and then I'm doing taxes. So but I normally on my page am every day posting informational content, let's put it that way. Right. So they can always follow my page for informational content and I am launching because I've had so many people, especially probably from being on your show, that were asking not just about finance you know, about taxes, but when are we gonna start talking more about budgeting? And saving and small businesses, multiple streams of income, setting up the businesses, how to set up my system correctly. So I did finally in the off season, uh, December and January, I created a five um, a five week masterclass program. And hopefully we will be launching that next month so that I can work, you know, because my tax clients say, Laura, I hate that I only talk to you once or twice a year. Right. You know, I need to work with you more ongoing. And because I'm only one person, um, that gets difficult to do. So I've created this class so that I can work with individuals over, you know, a five-week program, which inevitably will go to, you know, working with them and holding their hand probably over a six-month period. So I'm hoping that we'll be able to launch that as tax season ends, then I'll be starting that up.
3: So let me ask you this, Laura. So is that a one-off class? Are you talking about they, they come to that class, they kind of register, and they you, you create the tax relationship with them. Is that what you're talking about?
6: Well, the class will all be an online class. So okay. I have taken the time to create a five-week master class. So there will be a master class about budgeting, savings, um, multiple streams of income, mm-hmm. and all of those things. So it will be an online class, and then every week I will be doing a call with, you know, the clients so that we are going through this. And then as we work through that six-month process, they'll be having homework, they'll have to submit their budget, they'll have to show me how they're doing with their savings, we'll go over their small business, you know, how they have their accounts set up and tracking their expenses. So I'm excited because now I'll really get to work with people um, instead just during tax season. So I'm really excited about launching the program. So I'm hoping that as soon like I said, it's recorded and done. I just have to get through um, tax season and then we'll be launching that.
3: And what, what, so that I means you'll be back on the show probably the second quarter. That's when you're going to do it?
6: Yes. Well, you know, I will reach out to you all as soon as I am launching it so that you can see it. And like I said, so then I can work with um, people all year round. So I'm really excited about that.
3: That's awesome. Now, let's, let's, uh, this is a simple question, but I think it's necessary. When do you start, if you're, if you're filing taxes in 2020 for 2019 okay. tax season, when should a person yeah. start prepping for taxes, first as an individual, then as a business?
6: Um, as an individual, hopefully in the year. So, if we, so I want to talk about we're in 2020 now mm-hmm. and we'll file at the beginning of 2021 because in preparing for it, of mm-hmm. course, okay. individuals need to be checking their withholdings. Mm-hmm. And then at the end of the year, so normally you will start getting documents with your December 31st statements or by January 30th, if they have to send out your W-2s, your 1099s, your 1098s. So individuals, of course, you should be, you know, you should have a folder or, you know, some type of envelope where as all of these documents come in, you are saving, you're saving them. Or if you make donations throughout the year, saving those receipts. Or you can also, most individuals now can itemize, you know, their house, donations and medical expenses unfortunately for individuals that's all you know that's about it that you can itemize now with the law changes they took a lot of that away now businesses you have taxes like you said for yourself taxes is all year long so that you know businesses don't start getting their stuff together businesses because you want to be able to write off everything that is related to your business So hopefully you are tracking those expenses during the year and keeping those receipts, which I know is an overwhelming task because most people in your business, you're good at what your business is and you're not necessarily good at the financial side of it. Um, And that's why there's a link in my bio for the QuickBook app that I recommend. And it keeps track of your income. It keeps track of your expenses. It even keeps track of the mileage right on your phone. That's a huge deduction for business owners. So anything that you are doing to and from and meetings and classes and clients, you get 58 cents a mile. So that's a huge deduction, but we need to be keeping track of that. So business owners, small business owners, side hustle owners, um, any of those things, you know, this is all year long. You have to keep track of it to make sure you're getting all of those deductions. That's so important.
3: It's awesome. Laura, how how can we get in touch (laughs) with you?
6: The the best way, just like you said, to find me, everybody can find me on Insta, Instagram. It's um, <laughs> at I'm I am Laura, L A U R A, Foos, F like Frank, O O S like Sam. Um, or my email is foos at com. Very easy.
3: My friend, as always, you're wonderful in your energy, wonderful in your approach to how you do. <laughs> this is your gift, this is your passion. They are one and the same, but. Some people try to uh, differentiate them. That's why I just put them both out there. Again, thank you for coming on my show. And uh, also, send me a social media banner. Always. Send me a social media banner so we can get that posted and get some help for some of these people like me.
6: Yes, I got you. Okay,
3: thank you so much.
7: Y'all take care. Bye bye. Look through your children's eyes to see the true magic of a forest. It's a storybook world for them. You look and see a tree, they see the wrinkled face of a wizard with arms outstretched to the sky. They see treasure in pebbles. They see a windy path that could lead to adventure. And they see you, their fearless guide through this fascinating world.
3: Find a forest near you and start exploring at discovertheforest.org. Brought to you by the United States Forest Service and the Ad Council. If
1: I could be you. And you could be me. For just one hour.
3: If you could find a way.
6: To get inside each other's mind. Walk a mile in my shoes.
3: Walk a mile in my shoes. Walk a mile in my my shoes. shoes. We've all felt left out.
2: And for some, that feeling lasts more than a moment. We can change that. Learn
8: how at belongingbeginswithus.org. Brought to you by the Ad Council.
7: Walk a mile in my shoes. What grows in the forest? Trees? Sure. Know what else grows in the forest? Our imagination. Our sense of wonder. And our family bonds grow, too. Because when we disconnect from this and connect with this, we reconnect with each other. The forest is closer than you think. Find a forest near you and start exploring at discovertheforest.org. Brought to you by the United States Forest Service and the Ad Council.
3: My next guest, they are on the phone, uh, straight out of uh, Gary and Dana by way of Iowa. <laughs> They are childhood friends and enthusiastic consumers of coffee and tea. I'm telling you, my love. My wife would love y'all. She just loves her some tea, man. They are the co-founders of black and gold. The first black owned nationally distributed coffee brand is challenging coffee kings like Starbucks and Pete's with a socially conscious business model aimed at supporting at risk communities. They are selling coffee with a cause. Please welcome to money making conversation. Co-founders. P.J. Caesar, and my man, Rod Johnson. How you doing, team?
9: Doing well. Cassie. Thank you for having us.
3: You guys are from Gary, Indiana. And uh, one of the big, uh, big celebrities out of Gary, is the family, it's the Jackson 5 family, and, of course, Michael Jackson. Uh, tell us a little background of you guys, because you're lifelong friends. I know your business is based out of, out of Iowa, but tell us how it started and uh, the relationship that you guys built to take it to Iowa and in Gary, Indiana.
9: Yeah, yeah. Um, so this is Rod. Um, As you mentioned, we were born and raised in Gary, Indiana. Uh, We actually grew up uh, a rock's throw from each other uh, on the same block, uh, graduated from high school um, uh, right next uh, alongside to each other. And part of ways um, to pursue our own collegiate careers, uh, myself going down to Indiana University. Right. Hoosier, right? uh, To university. (laughs) Yeah, Hoosier through and through. Mm -hmm. Uh, And uh, Cornell took a different route. Uh, to University of Northern Iowa, um, and which is you know kind of how we made that transition to uh, being headquartered and operated out of Iowa. Uh, from there, pursued careers um, uh, in nonprofit management uh, as well as retail merchandising, uh, respectively, and decided we wanted to leverage those skills that we had garnered over the last decade or so uh, into an entrepreneurial endeavor uh it, it made sense to do something that we were familiar with, not necessarily from a, a, a scientific standpoint, but just as consumers, um as you made reference to, uh and, and from there Black and Bull was born. So, you know, just a real or, organic uh relationship uh that, that turned into a a business partnership.
3: Well the interesting thing about it, when they when you when people tell you when you invest in stock in the stock market, they tell you to invest in something that you live. Like for instance if you you know, if you go into Home Depot all the time, you should invest in that. If you're going to consider a stock, consider a stock Home Depot. If you if you go to a tech shop, things like that. You eat at McDonald's, consider McDonald's should be the stock that you consider as your favorite because that's what you're investing your time and your food in anyway, so that can be a stock. So you guys are saying, hey, we we're big coffee drinkers, big tea drinkers. Why not make that part of the business plan, the business model? But it doesn't start as simple as that,
9: Correct. Correct. Um, well, you know, that, that certainly played a major role into why we decided to pursue this. You know, just as consumers of those products, um, we, we had that familiarity. And, and given the, uh, the mass consumption of it, um, there's some resonance with a much larger audience than, than just uh, than us two. So, um, yeah, so to your point about you know, pursuing uh, an opportunity where you have some familiarity, right. uh, that at least planted the seed for us to start Black & Bold.
3: Right, you know, and that, let's start with the name. Well, how did the name come about? Black and
9: bold. Yeah, um, you know, it, it's a it's a double entendre. Uh, you know, it uh, on the surface it, it represents the products that we offer. Um, mm. You know, black coffee, black yes, tea, bold yes, flavoring. Yes. Um, but also, it's a, a, a mantra, if you will, in the way that we govern our lives as uh, mm. black entrepreneurs, as, as, as black men in society. Mm-hmm. Um, taking a very assertive and uh, assumptive role in, in, in every endeavor that we bark on, uh, embark upon. So, um, you know, there is embedded in that sort of a uh, uh, a call to action, if you will, as well as a description of uh, our full assortment of products.
3: Really, uh, this because I, I, I'm not a coffee drinker. That's not a negative. I'm just not a coffee drinker. My wife is a tremendous. <laughs> we we tre- won't
9: hold that against
3: you. Huh? No, thank you. Thank you. Because, you know, I don't want to put anything negative about that. You know, <laughs> my wife is a tremendous tea tea person. Oh, my goodness. She starts her day with tea. She walks around with tea. She takes the tea to the restaurant. She is a tea drinker, okay? And so, so you got, you got, you got, you got both extremes here a non coffee drinker and a super tea drinker. Now, when I, when I, when I, when I talk about, Coffee, because I've seen stories on coffees, you know, they have different coffees from different parts of the world, and some people have climbed mountains in, the, in South America to get the right type of coffee, the, the texture, the flavor, it all makes a big difference. And how did you guys, you know, did you guys have a favorite coffee? Because, you know, know about, we all know about Starbucks and peach and all that, and now we have black and bold. What were you guys drinking or what were you guys experience? Did y'all experiment with different types of brands prior to launching your brand? A taste?
2: Yep. This is PJ. i definitely jump in on this. Me being the um, equivalent of your wife's tea journey is <laughs> how I am when it comes to coffee. So uh-huh. I definitely pull a ride right into the coffee side of this venture uh-huh. uh, from a consumer first standpoint. I don't, I, he hasn't really you know, bragged about his Tea enthusiasm, but okay. So you, so you the, the coffee guy, PJ.
3: You the coffee guy. You the coffee guy.
2: Yes, sir.
9: Okay, and Rod,
2: yes, you the sir. tea guy. Yes. Yeah You can put it that
9: way. <laughs> okay,
3: so that's the perfect relationship because you know you focus on your strength. So now, PJ, you talking about the coffee because you know. I, you know, I have Fred, you know, I manage Steve Harvey, Steve Harvey's a coffee fanatic, you know, he had to get his coffee on, you know, and there's a lot, of, and like I said, nothing was wrong with that, it was Absolutely. just the fact that he wanted his coffee and he had to have it a certain way and he was happy once he got it in his hands, you know, and there's a lot of famous and everyday people mm-hmm. who consume coffee the same way. How do you consume coffee? What drives you to have a
9: good cup of coffee?
2: Man, that has evolved so much from my introduction the coffee and so, I, I really started drinking coffee when I started my professional career, and I was, you know, this this young buck, first-time career, or what you call it, first-generation corporate career person, and uh, was introduced to coffee, the caffeine hit, and that was just a matter <laughs> of, like, all right, this is how I'm going to fuel my own, you know, predetermined success right, on right. a day-to-day basis. And right. so at the time, I mean, it was... you you can hand me a sugar-down latte and that was good enough as long as it had some caffeine in it. Right, right. But along this journey career-wise and uh, the discovery of, you know, what makes a good cup of coffee was really just the volume of coffee consumed and also with the different coffee shops experienced. And, um, you know, Rod and I both spend quite a bit of our time traveling within our, 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 our careers and spending so much time at coffee shops, you learn that there's, like fresh roasted coffee just by default tastes different but unless you're going to a coffee shop that right. you're getting that fresh cup of coffee you don't really realize that where you know the, the you know, my grandmother drank Folgers every every morning that's night and day
3: that was my dad and, and that was my dad that was my dad,
2: was my dad. I, I would tell people at night yeah Yep. exactly I would tell people I, I try to correlate this to, to things that people do consume a lot of right so you think about wine right and so I always tell people if you're not drinking bottom shelf wine, you shouldn't be drinking bottom shelf coffee because it's a delicacy of the, the the product that you're drinking that actually has flavor within it. And the fresher it is, the more you taste that original flavor. It's all coffee based. Don't get me wrong, but the actual like delicacy, the the, the distinctness that comes with you know the means to the end result, mm. uh, it, it, it definitely there's definitely levels to it, and so. The, the more we, we had access to it and the more consumed, the more we appreciated what good coffee is. Um, and for me, it's, it's black coffee, light, medium, or dark roast, because I just appreciate fresh roasted black coffee. But um, there's a whole different spectrum for people from thinking about coffee just from how do I get my caffeine to how do I enjoy this, you know, kind of mature my experience in this product and get my caffeine at the same time.
3: Yeah. Here's the interesting thing about it. When you started talking, I could almost uh, uh, images came about uh, in my in my mind about you know you're you're so passionate and I can I can almost smell the the conversation the, the aroma you know because that's like a good piece of steak to me you know they say you bring you know you know, you go to certain quality <clears throat> steakhouses, they they bring the meat out to you and let you see it they say which one do you want and that's what you're saying here a coffee is not all coffee is the same the aroma the taste. How it, how, it, how it comes up to your nose when you're about to drink it. All that plays into the whole process of a good cup of coffee. Now you're saying when you start out, you just so a lot of people just drinking coffee. Like my said, my dad was a Folgers guy. You know, I could just see that coffee pot on my mom. It was it was a timer that went off. He put the he put that little uh that little it was like a little uh, strainer. It was a little white strainer. He put the coffee granules mm-hmm. in there, and then they pour the water through, and then all of a sudden that was his coffee. He was happy, and so. But today, it's like a whole science to it. And just to hear you talk about it, PJ, was like, it was like a, it was like. See, I'm big on desserts. It was like me eating a nice piece of German chocolate cake. The way you was talking, man, you was, you was, you was passionate about that cup of coffee, man. I was like, man, he's serious, ain't he?
2: <laughs> <laughs> okay, you, you just put a whole other take to my mouth talking about German chocolate cake. Come on. Man, you talk. Come on some coffee oh, pairing. Uh, that, uh, that, that, that put that to the top of the list, right there.
3: Well, you know because you know I think that when I when totally. I when I heard y'all's story, you know, and the, and the whole aspect of you know, you know, you you left a full time job to do this. You know, you guys weren't like you know, uh, you know, no, you're novices. You know, you you wanted to do it. You were passionate about. Teas and coffees is a part of your lifestyle, but you jumped out there. Now I want to switch over to my tea man right now because I heard the I heard the the the, the coffee story from PJ. Now, Rod, tell me your tea story,
9: your tea journey. Yeah, so very similar. Uh, yeah, very similar to PJ. Just had a, a real appreciation for it, not necessarily from a productivity standpoint, um, but actually the exact opposite to relax at the end of the day. Um, and that was a habit that I picked up growing up watching my mom and, and my, my grandparents drink uh, a variety of teas for a variety of reasons and, right. and I think that's why I really uh, gravitated more so to tea as opposed to coffee because of the, the different benefits. right like Green tea has uh, you know health or uh, impl- not implications but benefits, as opposed to the, the health benefits that comes with a black tea or an herbal tea. And so just, just having the cup of tea to end my day after ripping and running and, and, and trying to, uh, you know, be successful along the way. Um, it, it just made sense to incorporate that as a part of my, my end of the day ritual. So, um, you, and you made a point earlier how complementary uh, our tastes are or, or preferences are. Uh, it, it just really made sense for us to, to make that into a business.
3: Oh, absolutely. And, I, and I'm proud of you guys for, for, for trusting your natural instinct because that's a plus. But, you know, here's a guy, you know, I'm from I'm from Houston, Texas, big barbecue country. OK, so you go into a barbecue joint, mm-hmm. you know, free tea, sugar, they come up to your table, Sweet on sweeten, Big old, they give you as much tea as you want. <laughs> big old jug of tea just sitting over there. What you want, sir? Sweet on sweeten. So that's my introduction to tea. <laughs> big old. Big old jug of tea just brought to your table, kind of look a little light brownish, you know what I'm saying? And they just,
4: mm-hmm. somebody mm-hmm. throw a
3: lemon in there and throw some sugar in there, and they, they rocking and rolling. Now, my wife, she look at that, she's disgusted.
4: <laughs> that's, that's horrible. <laughs> see,
3: see, 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 Rob, I'm pretty sure you, she's just like you. What's that over there? I would never drink that. That's horrible. Horrific.
9: See, <laughs> <laughs> she, she walks well, you know, around. I can, I can appreciate a good cup of sweet tea from the south. Like I <laughs> oh, I'm not as I don't saw that hard of a lot And I, I can get it. Why you know why you want
3: one of those big uh, those cups of those cups of tea from the south? Oh my goodness, okay I'm enjoying myself. I got a coffee drinker here, and I got a tea man here. My wife used the tea to wake up. I tell you something, it's funny when I tease her a lot about her tea because you know if she go if she doesn't get the Tea. She's not a nice person that day. She she she's fussy. She's really fussy, Rod. She's fussy, and and I and I always tell. Her, I said, look, you got it. Got I it. said, would you go get your tea and get out of get it? Just get on out of my face right now. Get get that tea so you can become normal again. Become normal again. You know, she's straight out of Belize, Rod. You know, uh, I met her. You know. I didn't know she was hooked on tea. <laughs> I, I thought that was just some mild little drink she was drinking. Now, 30 years later, my wife is addicted to tea. <laughs> she, she cannot live without it. And I'm happy for her. But I've learned that in, her, in, her, in, in, in drinking something that you enjoy. And that's what this is all about. Enjoy, relaxing. Because I heard PJ say that. It relaxed me. It gave me a a sense of comfort. So, what is the strong selling point of your product, Black and Bold?
9: Sure, um, you know, Pete, feel free free to jump in. But um, I, I would say, from the the tea standpoint, um, you know, offering the the organic loose leaf tea uh, yes, really does provide for a different experience as opposed to the the prepackaged tea sachets that uh, most people are accustomed to. It really does lend itself to uh, having a much more robust experience when you're taking that sip of, of tea, you, you it's a much more flavorful um, right. experience. And so being very intentional about having that those loose leaf options and a variety of assortments mm-hmm. uh, was, was very intentional. Mm-hmm. Uh, and the same kind of goes with coffee. It's, it's a much more scientific aspect to it, uh, considering that it's specialty coffee. Uh, and, and I'll kick it over to Pete to kind of fill in the blanks on that.
3: Yeah, because he's a different cat. Now, see, you're you a little more easy going with the tea. I have a nice little sweet tea every once in a while. See, I didn't think... See, PJ wouldn't respond like that. He has to have his coffee, coffee a certain way. you you're a little bit more passionate about that. Because when, when Rod said that, I went... See, I'm about, I got to keep bringing up my wife because she's a tea drinker. She go to a restaurant, bring me hot water. She bring her tea with her. She brings her tea with her.
9: Okay.
3: That's her. Mm. That's mm-hmm. that's her. So mm-hmm. so I gotta get you guys break because I gotta I gotta introduce her brand to because if you, yeah because I'd love for her to start making you guys rich because she buy tea <laughs> she buy us some tea brother. I know that's right. <laughs> so so I gotta get I gotta go online. Appreciate
2: that endorsement.
3: I, I got to I got to and so I'm just I'm, I'm gonna slide over to PJ the the coffee the passionate man because his tone and conversation with his coffee was a little bit different than raw raw was a little you know he, he was much more professional the, but the a passion. I mean, see, something about coffee drinkers anyway. Coffee drinkers are a little bit crazy about their coffee. You know, <laughs> they gotta have it a certain that's way, the, and will be right. offended, will be offended if you put a bad gla- cup of coffee in front of them and call it a good cup of coffee. Am I hitting you, PJ? Am I hitting you right? <laughs>
2: He just you know what? <laughs> He's just <laughing>. I'm I'm <laughs> fairly <laughs> lenient with my consumption, what I drink. I'm fairly lenient. Like I said, I've been across the spectrum, but I do enjoy educating people on <laughs> that there's more to coffee than where they know. Right? So yes, at least they know that there is better out there, or yes, at least the potential for better out there. Yes sir. So don't don't get me wrong. I, I still focus on the end to so a means which is caffeine, but it definitely hit different when we roast our own, yes, sir, and we can educate people on, on the why of doing that. Right? so from a from a you know what makes our product different again, starting from from the beginning is we we are a roastery. We roast un, like, green coffee, so pre roasted coffee all the way to a finished good, and that's mm-hmm. where coffee is going to have its best taste profile. So when you think about mm-hmm. people correlate warm coffee to bad coffee. Right. Or room temp coffee, new grown coffee to bad coffee because it tastes it tastes bitter. Right. right. And that's because it's flat, stale, older coffee. It's mm-hmm. not fresh. If it's fresh, you actually taste more of its flavor notes mm-hmm. that come from these coffee beans. Mm-hmm. A lot of people also don't know that a coffee bean is the pit of a cherry. Mm-hmm. Right? And so you think about the cherries we eat, we throw those pits away. Nobody's trying to choke on a pit. Right? But <laughs> right, right. in these coffee growing regions Uh, where you know these farmers are planting these plants they're also planting other crops right whether it's blackberries whether it's blueberries so on and so forth and those coffee beans are absorbing those notes and so when you have this cup of coffee it's not a um an additive that you should be tasting on your black cup of coffee it should also it should be these subtle notes that actually make it feel distinct and so that's in a, in a mainstream coffee standpoint, you don't really get to taste that on an everyday basis unless you know that that exists to then expect it more out of things. So um, that's one of the things that definitely come through with our coffee options. Again, we provide light roast, medium roast, and dark roast. So mm-hmm. you can mm-hmm. get your fix from the options we have. But given that it's fresh, you actually taste more of the quality within it. And that, that by default, is a big point of difference. Uh, for the everyday coffee customer. There's way more nuances that (laughs) you could get into. You're yes, not going to distract
4: too much. No, 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 no. No, because
2: your this, conversation yes, is way so longer than Rob. The level, we yeah.
3: Your conversation way longer than Rob. You know, you just roasted different types. You know, you got a cherry. You know, you most people throw away the cherry. You know, you be plants, other plants around here. You come over, you get the medium, light, and dark roasted. So you, I just can tell. Th- 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 Rob, does he get on your nerve talking about coffee? Does he? Does he? Because you do hear that conversation over there, man. Your little, your little quick conversation about. <laughs> yeah, by, I'm, no, just, I'm not trying to pitch you guys against each is. other, but I'm just. Tell you something, Rod. You gotta get your 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 tea conversation up. You gotta upgrade your tea conversation, brother. Yeah. Cause you just heard PJ. PJ was over there, man. I was I was talking to a scientist. I was talking to a scientist over there. A farmer. I was talking to a oh, world man. traveler. I, this guy ain't from Des Moines or Gary Indiana. He from Brazil that's what i was talking about he's climbing the mountains you know with a backpack you know with some dogs and some mules talking about we gotta get the finest oh. he's, he's sticking his hand in the ground and pulling the seeds up go this is the soil i want my coffee to come from
9: uh. <laughs> You know what's funny about that is that's how he is about everything, right? So we, we, like I said, we grew up together, and you kind of get used to it after a while. After twenty something years, you just go, "That's TJ." That's, that's that's how we rocked about things.
3: I love uh, it. I love it. But you know the, the, the beauty of y'all relationship. I'm enjoying myself because I respect you know anybody who steps out and trusts their instincts and have a plan, because that's what money making conversations is about. Individuals who trust. Put the right people around them, and then put a product out there, and then people react to the product. Not only when they react to the product, you have the product available when they react. Because a lot of people got stuff out there; they put it out there, clear off the shelves. Okay, where's the where's the second, third, fourth round? Oh, uh, we got to we got to raise some more money. We got uh, we didn't know we we're gonna sell that fast. So when I think about what you guys are doing, I commend black and bold. Now, how do we get your product? I hear uh, it's in Target, right? It's in What stores is it available in? So we can start talking about that.
9: Yeah, so uh, as you opened the show with, we are uh, nationally accessible uh, via uh, our retail partnership with Target. Uh, And it's available in select stores. Um, You can check either Target.com or our our website to see if there's one uh, specific to you. Uh, And if not, it's available online in a couple of places. Again, those two two websites as well as Amazon.com as well.
3: Now, one of the things, there's always an angle, and I said something in my intro, coffee with a cause. Why is the whole social impact, because you can just go out there and make some money and and go and sleep well at night, And but you're making a, a 5% of your of, of, of revenue goes to the, the causes. Why is that important to the Black and Bold brand or to you, Rod, or to you, P.J.?
9: Sure. So, uh, yeah, 5% of our profits are contributed to initiatives and and nonprofits that uh, support at-risk youth. Um, And we were very deliberate in selecting that demographic because it's a vulnerable community. Um, Growing up in Gary, Indiana, we may have been considered um, at-risk youth. And so we ultimately identify with um, those who are in need of resources to ultimately live their best lives. Uh, And what better way to do that than to incorporate it into our business model um, so that it gives the everyday consumer the the opportunity to participate in that process as well. Um, You know, many companies have social impact uh, as a part of of what they do, you know, prioritizing purpose and profit, but it's not particular to those communities that, uh, like I said, we most closely identify with. Right. So as uh, we were deciding what does this entrepreneur what does entrepreneurship look like for us, um, we wanted to make sure that we brought them
2: uh along for the journey as well.
3: Yeah, because I'm reading here says yeah,
2: I, I mean I, I a little bit on will add a little bit on to that rock, rock kinda nailed that one uh, hit that one out the park but the uh, being heavy coffee, being heavy tea consumers as we talked about entrepreneurship and, you know, what does success look like and who do we give back to and when do we give back. Going down our corporate career ladders is like okay. Well, we'll be able to, you know, close to retirement and XYZ money, then we can start making an impact. And I was like, okay, that's 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 not the case. We we can actually focus on how do we make this impact sooner, especially to the communities that we relate to, right. especially in industries that we're spending all this money in. And it came back to Rod's tea consumption and my coffee consumption. We have these conversations over a cup of coffee and tea in different coffee shops and it's like yo, as much money as we put into this, where's the representation? Where's the engagement? Where's the impact? And we didn't see it and so it really just manifested itself in a coffee and tea, one from our consumerism but two, just the lack of impact. As large as, I mean coffee is the second highest consumed consumed beverage in America behind water. Yes it is. And where's the domestic impact for people in our community? And so just by default of that, it it naturally aligns to us as entrepreneurs, which helps fuel our energy, helps fuel our passion to continue down this journey and, and and to try to slay these big dragons.
3: Well, they're big and they're big because you care. And that's what, uh, you know, I look at my life and, and the journey and it is a continual journey. uh, And it's about who, who do I help? You know, because I'm I didn't get here by myself. And you know, you two guys didn't get out of Gary, Indiana by yourselves. It was the people who saw and pushed you and, mm-hmm. and saw bigger values and opportunities for you. And, and you had a unique talent that they saw. And, they, and it may have been just one teacher. It might have been just one friend. It might have been a minister. It may have been somebody in the neighborhood that went, you, you, you're better. You're bigger. Don't settle. And you guys don't settle. And that's why... Throughout my, my interview with you guys, I tease you and we we're joking around, but there's 100% respect here because you're not settlers. And then on top of that, you still remember, you know, like you used an example, people might have thought that we were downtrodden, that we were uh, out of Gary, out of the community where, you know, values for success are limited and people are only going to settle because they want to be on Section 8 because everybody describes a community that they don't live in based on what they hear or what they see on CNN or what they see on Fox or what they read in one article you know mm-hmm. like everybody in Flint Michigan is drinking bad water you know because that's what they read that's what they think but the thing that I'm just trying to tell you two guys is that I brought you on my show was to say thank you and uh black and bold is just an avenue for change yes you were doing the coffee thing PJ Yes, you're doing the t thing, Rod, but you're doing a bigger thing. You're changing lives and you're moving forward and you're aggressively trying to tell people that they can be that they are special. Despite the differences, despite their color, despite the naysayers, despite people telling them they can't they can't make it because the environment that they're growing up in or they're living in. Is that is that the is that the ultimate goal? I know coffee and tea is the business, but uh, you guys can answer separately. Uh, Rob, what is the ultimate goal when I make a statement like that to the both of you?
9: I mean, you you, you hit the nail on the head. I mean, that, that's exactly our reason for being. That, that's the, the ethos of what we do is to resource communities that are talented but may not have visibility to pathways of, uh, to success. Um, and so again, like I, like I said, bringing them along for the journey is, is something that's intentional because we, we resonate with them. We see them. We want them to know that, that they're heard, um, because we were once in that position. So just, just reaching back, um, and, and not forgetting about where you come from, about those people who, um, uh, have similar journeys and similar struggles and, and overcoming obstacles as you, um, is something that regardless of the endeavor, I think we—I speak for us both it, it, It's going to be a part of, of of what we do. It's, it's impossible to for not to
3: be. Yeah, I'm I'm, I'm I'm gonna take it over to PJ, the, the talker. You know, he gonna he gonna go a little deeper. He might even open up the Bible on this one. You know, cause he he over there. I shouldn't let him go. I shouldn't. Let him, I'm gonna tell you something, Rod. Next time we interview, I'm gonna let you go, last because you know it gives him time to think. He gets to he gets to hear what you left <laughs> out, you know, and expound on some stuff. He gets to piggyback on your thought and make it his thought and all that stuff. So we're gonna let PJ, the talker, yes. straight out of the morning hour, you know, by way of Gary Indiana. I'm gonna call him the headliner for this show. Headliner, PJ. Oh black yes. and bold.
2: Consumer. To me, man. Coffee man, the talker. Yeah, so You know what? <laughs> yeah, it's 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 this one is this one is mm. as Rod said you hit the nail on the head Rod did as well for me when I talk to youth I uh, always tell them I didn't realize how low expectations I had of myself until I realized how low expectations society had for me and once I realized that you know the door is wide open on continuing to discover. In order to decide, you know, what to do with that new discovery, and can you be successful? Does that put you on a path to impact more people? And representation for me has been huge in seeing other people that I can relate to, other Black people in particular, Black men in particular, um, in paths of success for me to study and learn from them as well. And it doesn't have to be direct connection, but just to be to be a sponge from that. And so uh, we we have two purposes for us to continue to discover what success means for us in order to, to win on the paths and the, the path continue to become wider right. for what we're, what we're venturing down, but also for true representation for our youth, for our fellow black entrepreneur peers, um, for pe- black people in coffee, for uh, you know, the whole gamut, just in the sense of what representation, especially new representation in spaces we don't really occupy often can really mean to our culture to our commerce, uh, our youth, all of the above. And so, um, you know, we have a huge responsibility um, that we're, we're fortunately passionate about, but very very confident that we can continue to forge this path to, to help uh, enlighten more of our people on, on pursuing things that they are just naturally curious in, even though they may not see, you know, that the, the door is already wide open. Wow. They, they can be those people to open that door.
3: That's my man, P.J. Rod, uh, the co-founders of uh, Black and Bold. uh, You can find the product online. That's Black, B-L-K, and Bold. It's in 350 or more Target stores as well as online at Target stores. If you want to hear more Money Making Conversation interviews, go to moneymakingconversation.com. I'm Rashawn McDonald. I'm your host
2: and we're live here outside the Perez family home just waiting for the and there they go almost on time this morning mom is coming out the front door strong with a double arm kid carry looks like dad has the bags daughter is bringing up the rear
3: My guest, he's in studio, which is exciting because this young man has been part of my life for about about, about 12 years. Mm -hmm. Uh, My next guest developed his marketing passion at the Coca-Cola Company, Procter & Gamble, several stints at NASA. He earned a B.A. in physics from Morehouse College, HPCU. Yes, sir. A B.S. and M.S. in electrical engineering from Georgia Tech and an M.B.A. from Harvard Business School in Cambridge, Massachusetts. Now he is the chief marketing officer of the most widely distributed CBD cream in the market, Durham CBD cream. Please welcome to Money Making Conversation, Tori Durden. Uh, thank you for having me. Need handshake, my man. Always, it's
8: so good to see you, man. I
3: appreciate it. A little boy so from uh, from uh, South Georgia, huh?
8: Hey, I grew up. Um, I grew up. In the town of about 8,000 people. Mm-hmm. So I basically have as many people in my hometown that can fit into a basketball game <laughs> on a Saturday, right? So, Absolutely. Uh, uh, so it's good to see you. I'm, I'm so happy for your success. Thank you. Thank uh, you. And I appreciate you having me on.
3: Absolutely. Well, That's what this show is all about. I was like to ask my guests, uh, what, is, what is your passion or your gift?
8: Oh, that's a great question. It's, it's sometimes hard to answer right. um, because you hope that you have a lot of gifts. But for me, I love brands. Mm-hmm. I love m- helping consumers make great choices for products for mm-hmm. things they care about. Right. And so the idea of building a brand is super exciting to me. Right. And I get excited when I get to talk about it.
3: And uh, with that brand building, that means uh, an individual or company yes. has to put a trust trust in you. Yes. How does it start? Does that process start? You know. Cause you've done a lot of it. Yeah. Just give a little more background yeah. about
8: you. Yeah, so I grew up in a town called Adele, Georgia. I mm-hmm. like to reference that because sometimes people think I'm from Atlanta, and I'm not. <laughs> right? It's about three hours south of Atlanta, 8,000 people, exit 39 on I 75, right, uh, right <laughs> below the gnats, and what, where you get to a lot of mosquitoes. Right, right, right. I right. uh, had a great privilege of meeting a gentleman when I was about 15, 16 years old who mm-hmm. helped me understand that my identity as a six foot two inch black male. Wasn't defined solely by where I was from.
3: Right, right. So I had the mm.
8: great joy of going to Morehouse College. I mm-hmm. love every second of every moment of every time I get to mm-hmm. speak about Morehouse. Mm-hmm. Um, but I wanted to be an engineer. Mm-hmm. I wanted to be Dwayne Wayne from uh, a different world. Right, right. <laughs> um, and so I uh, went to NASA, mm-hmm. uh, learned a lot about science and technology and how we actually apply it, had the great privilege of working for Coke directly out of college, mm-hmm. went back to graduate school, and then I joined a consulting company called McKinsey and Company. Mm-hmm. And this was very highbrow, very C-suite level consulting. and They would let me go in and consult with CMOs and CEOs wow. about their big issues, right? Mm-hmm. And um, I didn't even know what it meant mm-hmm. to be a consultant until I mm-hmm. got there. But mm-hmm. one of the things I did learn from each of the senior executives was you had to own your brand. You had to own your story. Absolutely. At every company I was involved in, where we were consulting with them or growing, they were laser focused on what their brand meant to the marketplace, mm-hmm. to their employees, right, and to consumers. right. And so I went back to business school. Mm-hmm. Uh, I, I like to say I get to straddle both sides of the line. Why right. you say that? Why you say that? Well, because when you go to a highbrow business school like Harvard, right. when there are literally less than thirty-five hundred African Americans along the Harvard Business School network. Mm-hmm. It's an amazingly small number. It's kind of rarefied air. Mm-hmm. But I'm a country boy, mm-hmm. so I was kind of just happy to be there. Right. But then they gave me a chance to be there, and I was like, well, I'm going to try to knock this out the park. Right. Right? Mm-hmm. And I had a great experience, but it was two sides of the coin. It was people mm-hmm. who always aspired to be there and really wanted the brand recognition of being a Harvard person mm-hmm. and a person like me who took – I thought it was a logical next step in my career.
4: Mm-hmm.
8: So I I went to Morehouse, went to Georgia Tech, and did strategy consulting, going to Harvard – was a logical next step for other people. It was the Holy Grail, right? And I had to learn how to balance both of those because Rashawn. The hard part was it became a part of my brand whether or not I knew it or not,
3: right? right when I right.
8: left, people saw people would describe me as that Harvard guy, absolutely. Uh, people would describe me as this guy, and then I was like, "Whoa, who are you talking about?" I was looking <laughs> over my shoulder trying to figure out who they were talking about.
3: It pops on your resume. Yes, the word Harvard just pops, and it just. Because you, as an African American, that's yeah. that's rarefied air right there. Yeah. You know, because of the fact that we know that's highbrow education. Yes, sir. You know, and also it's almost elite education mm-hmm. based on the amount of income that these mm-hmm. types of colleges cost, and it almost you know it's almost like hollow ground yes. you know, of education, and you put it on your resume. And then you have Georgia Tech on your resume, then yes, you sir. have Morehouse. You know you yeah, have But
8: I start with Morehouse. I'll tell her what I start with. I, I, I'm
3: going down to HBCU <laughs> with the importance of HBCUs cuz I've gotten involved with I, yes, I come from I graduated from University of Houston, right down the street from Texas Others, yes. right down the street from Prairie View A&M. And I and when I look at the the value of our uh, HBCU schools yeah. now are being recognized from being a graduate of HBCU. Why was it significant? You, you mentioned it earlier, yes, sir. but let's go more in detail that journey of HBCU.
8: Well, it was about acceptance acceptance of who I am, what I look like, what I could be. And you know, I had the privilege of growing up, even though it was a small town, with great role models around me. Mm-hmm. But when I got to Morehouse, they actually not only told me to be good, but they wanted me to be exceptional, Mm -hmm. and they pushed me for that, Mm -hmm. and they encouraged me to do things and try things. They also told me to go to the highest level right, right, each time. So when I arrived at Harvard Business School, I didn't feel like I didn't belong there, Mm -hmm. or when I was in graduate school at Georgia Tech, I didn't feel like I didn't belong there because Morehouse had instilled in me so much empowerment, so much strength, so much sense of self, Uh, and it also let me know that I didn't have to be an expert to go down the path of being great. But I had to keep on the path, mm-hmm. and that's why I just kept taking logical steps forward. Mm-hmm. Whether it was McKinsey, whether it was uh, Harvard Business School, mm-hmm. whether it was Georgia Tech, mm-hmm. whether it was Coke, I kept feeling like I kept feeling like I had the right to be there, mm-hmm. and that's an empowering thing for a young man or a young person. Right. So any person who's ever looking for not just a great education,
4: mm-hmm.
8: right, in the academic sense, but a, a sense of self, right, a sense of empowerment, right. And a sense of fun. So I will tell you this funny story about business school. Like at a certain point I had to remind the people we're still in school. Let's have a good time at this, okay? Right. Right? So we were doing great work and we had great careers in front of us but there was just a socializing aspect (laughs) that (laughs) that Morehouse and being at HBCU helped me when I was in the frigid cold of Boston and um, making friends and things like that and feeling like hey, let's, let's go to the cocktail party. Right. <laughs> it was all those things about humanness, mm-hmm, right? Mm-hmm. And uh, I know in your career, you you value relationships. Absolutely. I tell people this. You know, the other day, I was talking to my roommate from college, mm-hmm. my, my roommate from Morehouse, my freshman mm-hmm. year roommate, mm-hmm. about his son going to college. Okay, and cool. And what I had to do to help his son make the decision to go to Morehouse. Mm-hmm. Then I talked to my other roommate. I had two roommates. Mm-hmm. Uh, for my freshman year, about his niece coming to school in Atlanta and what I had to do to be of help to her. Mm-hmm. That's, uh, that was 25, 26 years ago we met. <laughs> right. We're still in each other's lives Right, and that makes a difference. Last point I make to this is I go on my new journey about <laughs> being an entrepreneur. Right. I've had to pull on those relationships. Right. I've had to call on friendships. I've mm-hmm. had to call on people I've known. I had, as my... Um, as my dean at Morehouse told me, I had a funny spelling of my name and a unique profile, so mm-hmm. I better I better make sure that the impressions people have of me are solid and real and that I can call on them later on. And I've had to do that as an entrepreneur now. Because okay, spell your name, because yes. when you
3: say your name and when you spell the name, is different. It, it sounds like T-R-Y.
8: Yes, it, it's pronounced <laughs> as if it was T-O-R-Y or T-O-R-I, mm. but my name is spelled T-O-R-A-R-I-E. Can I tell you a story about it, though? Yes, sir. Please Okay, do. so. Uh, Durden. I, Durden. <laughs> but I had the great privilege of being named by my great-great-grandmother mm-hmm. and my great-aunt. Okay. And they were alive to see me walk across the stage. They weren't there at Morehouse when right. I graduated, but they were home. They saw me the week after I graduated. Mm-hmm. And that is how they decided to spell my name. Mm-hmm. And nobody in our family would question them. <laughs> nobody asked them, was that correct? All through my life, I said, "Are you sh- are you sure it's Tori?" He said, "That's your name. You better stick to it." And so I've had to carry that with me. But very few people get to say they were named by their great great grandmother. There were a lot of extra letters in there, man. There's a lot of extra well, letters you, in there. Well, you add.
3: know the, the beauty of our relationship because yeah. we met when I was still managing Steve Harvey. That's yes, how so, so we met. And in uh, your journey, and uh, we, we met at uh, I think we did the CIAA. Yes, yes. And you was you uh, was branding an event yes, there. The uh, live broadcast was one of the biggest basketball African American basketball tournaments in the country that's in
8: Charlotte. Yeah, just about a week ago, man. People people didn't know that a couple of hundred thousand people would show up in Charlotte for that, yes. that tournament, right? They're,
3: they're amazing. Yes. That's been going on for years. Yes. You know, we talk about March Madness, but yes. it's pretty mad there in Charlotte to see our A tournament, and it's really great. Yeah. And so now, let's let's fast forward to yes, you sir. now, and we've been going back and forth watching you develop this yeah. brand MyoDerm, you know, I met the owner. Yes, sir. We met at a restaurant. We sat down. We talked, and yeah. just hearing him talk and what what drives you in this relationship? Because I'm seeing the package evolve, the packaging yes, evolve. What's so important about your relationship with this company besides well, being the chief marketing officer, sure, of MyoDerm?
8: Sure. So I've been the chief marketing officer of MyoDerm about six months. Yes, and that and I took that role. And you originally
3: the, was starting out as well. What were I, to, I was
8: I was one advisor, yes. consultant, and I had known. Uh, Eric Smart, the CEO, for about 10 years, yes. not as long as I've known you, mm-hmm. but we we didn't work on anything. We just stayed in contact, mm-hmm. value relationships, right? Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. I was working a, a C-suite job mm-hmm. at a big company, mm-hmm. $2 billion revenue company. Mm-hmm. I was an SVP, and Eric reached out to me and said, listen, this brand is about to evolve this space is mm-hmm. about to right. evolve this industry is about to evolve and i need people who have real marketing chops to help me figure out what our story is
4: mm-hmm.
8: um so that was exciting to me the second thing was exciting to me is i took the product around the people i knew and trust right and they blew it up right they were looking at me and like this doesn't look right mm-hmm. i don't know about this uh, I'm not messing with this, right? My wife. Your <laughs> wife was one of them. Um, and I appreciated that because it gave me real insights on what problems we had to solve.
3: Right. Right. Right.
8: right. And we had to listen. But no,
3: you were out there real early.
8: Real early. This is real two early. years ago. Real early. Yeah, this is two years ago.
3: And, uh, and that just show you how fast it's come because now, you know, people are. You know, go to the stores, mall, right? Yeah. You see the stores, uh, Anthony Durrell was on my show, yep. the boxer yep. who, uh, in Detroit He's... talking about opening up a store and things like that. So it's like, even in Houston, there's a store that has opened yes. right, right next to my cleaners Yes. in Houston.
8: Yeah. Rashad, that, that was one of the challenges that we face. We are a topical creed, right. okay? Right. You apply if you're in pain or hurting right. directly, that is different than many of the other CBD brands that are in the marketplace. We also only sell to national retailers. Now, talking about being an entrepreneur and a small business owner, and you're saying you're only going to talk to the big boys, is tough, but it's an intentional decision because right. okay? mm-hmm. we wanted to build trust and validity in the marketplace Mm -hmm. Uh, the third thing is our product does not have any thc let me repeat that it cannot it will not get you high okay which was my wife's fear yes my wife that was my wife's fear it will not you can you can bathe in this you can you can drink you don't drink it don't (laughs) eat it you can put on 10 (laughs) gallons of it it will not fail a drug test the product will not fail a drug test. right 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 but that is important because my mom Wanted to try the product. Right. Mm-hmm. Right? My grandmother. Mm-hmm. You heard me mention my great-grandmother. Absolutely. She's not alive, but my grandmother wanted to try the product. Right. Uh, Why would I, they
3: want to try the product? Why? Well,
8: well, because they worked hard in their life.
4: hmm
8: And at the end of the day, they have aches and pains. Right. Mm-hmm. Now, my friends who are training for marathons use a product because they want to get back to the gym fast. mm mm-hmm. uh, Some of my, uh, I, I met a, a nice woman who was a video model, and she was in her heels all the time. She mm-hmm. wears a product because she wears five-inch heels, and her feet hurt. So she applies the cream directly to her feet at the end of the day, and gives her relief. Uh, my my mother uses the product when she has he said, Sam. He leaned forward. whatever. Yeah, she, she has long days, <laughs> on, and she's using her repetitive uses. So you are starting to capture some potential right, right, customers with, that, right.
3: with these statements about healing and all.
8: Yeah. That? So the, the whole premise of this product is fast acting relief. Okay, you two pumps, put it in your hand, rub it where you need it, applies in seconds, works in minutes, lasts for hours. We want people to feel better.
3: Oh, you're a CMO for sure. That, <laughs> that right there, boy. That, was, that wasn't a commercial. Life. We're going to be right back with more Money Making Conversations with my man, Tori Durden. He is the CMO, Chief Marketing Officer, Meyer Durham. My man, I'm so proud of you, brother. I but this is just the start. The start. The journey, six months you've been in the gig. Hey, when I, hey, come on. Hey. We'll be back with more to talk to him, man. Off air, we're talking. We're going to talk some more on air. <laughs> Money Making Conversations. I'm McDonald. You're listening to Money Making Conversation, the show about the show for you. a show about uh, allowing you to hear information that will be helpful in your growth as a individual. If you work in a 40-hour week job, as a small business owner or an entrepreneur, there is a difference. Um, on the show today is my man Tori Durden, a small town yeah. in Georgia, three-hour drive, 75 South. Yeah. Went from Morehouse, Georgia Tech, mm-hmm. Harvard. Along the way, your resume grew. Mm-hmm. academically you are an expert academically mm-hmm. you have to prove yourself in the uh, corporate space yes sir and then you grow out of that now you are a leader in the one of the fastest growing industry but you are an industry leader yes sir how did you become an industry
8: leader yeah that's a great point as uh, and this is a lesson for any entrepreneur small business owner right mm-hmm. uh, I hear you say you know kind to of focus on your gifts mm-hmm. well my background was in consumer retail right mm-hmm. i work for brands that were sold in big national retailers mm-hmm. so when the ceo of myoderm and i connected on this he's we made a very intentional choice we want to be a brand that is chosen by national retailers right and what that meant is we didn't want to make health claims we didn't want to have thc we wanted very consistent packaging mm-hmm. and we would go with price points that allow people to look like it should be in a grocery store right or in a big store so last year at this time, Rashawn, we were in 500 retail doors in the country. At the end of last month, we were in 8,600. So we were at 500 retail stores this time last year. Now we're in 8,600. You know, I'm looking
3: at you out of the side of my eye, like, really? Yeah,
8: yeah and that was around, around making some choices <laughs> to go to large national retailers, you know, making our business scale. let some, yeah. some of the retailers. So we're available in many Dick Sporting Goods. Was there right. yesterday. Uh, Golf Galaxy uh, right. is for the, the avid golfers in the world. Uh seven eleven carries our advanced therapy cream. Mm-hmm. One in your hand right now. Mm-hmm. Uh, loves travel stops. If you've never been in a loves travel stop, it's not a truck stop. It's a travel stop. Right. And you can go in there. Rashawn, they, people are in there for hours. They take showers. <laughs> they kind of relax. They eat. <laughs> things like that, right? Uh, we're at the medicine shop. Mm-hmm. And we're at GNC. Okay. So we were one of the first brands in GNC, mall-based and many other franchises, there were three brands they took in. Mm-hmm. At the end of the first year, we were 70% of their sales. Now they're adding other brands now because we've proven that the market does have a desire for these types of products. And I'll be honest, like to be a national partner, we had to make some choices that weren't really fun right? and weren't like other people. Like We don't have our own stores. And we don't sell in mall kiosks. We right. put our packaging, we put our ingredients on the back of our packaging. Right. There's a QR code on Ooh, our packaging. My wife's going to love that. Boy. There's a QR code on each of our packages to tell you about our third-party lab testing. Mm-hmm. We put our address on the back of products. Mm-hmm. And, Rashawn, one of the things we did when we looked at research with other brands, we come out to be between 30 and 50 times more concentrated with our CBD that we put in a product. So people are actually buying a CBD product versus some really expensive hot. Yes. And I don't knock Icy Hot or any brand, but I'm just saying it's just a difference when you're buying a menthol-based product that's going to smell and numb you versus something that's going to help you. Relate. Well,
3: you know, the thing about it is that just watching this journey with you mm-hmm. in there, you're such an authority and you're so mm-hmm. confident in your tone because success is mm-hmm. starting to, it's, you're seeing it happen, yeah. you know. We're not there just pitching, you're kind of pitching and yeah. hoping. Yeah. You know, I see a, a person now who's still hoping, but hoping yeah. with confidence yeah. and has a track record, right? yeah. These doors are opening and guess what? we Went from five hundred to this. Yeah. So, because you know, a year ago we talked on the phone. You said, Rashawn, I'm looking for athletes, or former athletes, of high profile. Are you still doing that? Because they can tell, they can talk about how they can become like a spokesperson or brand ambassador. You still doing that? Oh,
8: well, I am, but I'm also doing it a little bit differently. Mm-hmm. And uh, and I will give you credit for this. One of those conversations, and if you ever get the chance to have a conversation <laughs> with Rashawn, you know, just get your mind right and get ready, okay? Because he talked to me about platforms, right? Mm-hmm. He was like, listen, like some of the athletes individually may have ups and downs, but you want things to have scale, yes. right? Mm-hmm. So as a national brand, we now get the opportunity to do things like radio. yes. Mm-hmm. And big platforms mm-hmm. where other brands may not because they have THTN and you mm-hmm. wonder if it's available in your state. Ours, our product is developed in all 50 U.S. states mm-hmm. and in re- national retailers you know and trust. That mm-hmm. makes a difference. Mm-hmm. The second thing is a little bit of success does breed confidence. Right. So I'm looking at programs with, I'm I'm working to be one of the first partners with a professional sports organization. Knock on wood, hopefully, because they have scale. But at the same time, Rashawn, you're exactly right. I am looking for people who want to help me build a brand. Absolutely. Those are celebrities. Mm
4: -hmm.
8: Those are trainers. Mm -hmm. Those are people who have a clear identification of their brand and their voice. Mm -hmm. Right? Athletes, things of that sort. Because they're actually in pain. Yes. You know, they're actually in discomfort. They actually have dynamics. (laughs) I do have to make this point. We make our products to help people be better. Right feel better right. and look better. But we also do it for our four-legged friends also. Ooh, so, my wife so, will be happy right so, there, boy. So we that do, little
3: dog costing me so much money. Now, what what, 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 what can you do with this? This is so a pet it's cream. A, it's, it's a PET
8: top- cream. Yeah, it's a CBD. To- it's a topical cream. You apply it directly to areas where your four-legged friends are having issues. Things, issues, issues, issues. Right.
3: Okay, that right. that got that over there. I'm going to pull that over to the right because uh, – <laughs> You know, I can care less about that dog. I'm gonna just tell you that dog jumps on my lap. I just look at him. You know,
8: well, people who care about their health care about their families. I'm just letting about- you
3: know about me and this dog. <laughs> 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 I got me
8: and this dog. Well, 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 well my, my goal is to make life good for you, yeah. right? And if it helping your, your four legged friends as well. Okay. But, but our focus is on is on relief. We
3: well, you know what what excites me when I hear you talk is that this packaging is outstanding. Thank you. This is. I'm telling you, I'm holding this, and it reminds me of Five Hour Energy. Yes. So, so seriously, I, I I expect to go into a Publix or expect to go into a Kroger's, and right there I see this package, and I feel this. To, it's
8: supposed to be there. So sure, sure. And that's an intentional choice as well. Like as a branding person and a marketing person, right. we say who's done well in the marketplace already? Yes. yes. Who can we borrow from? Yes. Um, I don't want to say steal, but yeah. who can we replicate? I, I worked at Procter & Gamma for a while. You know, the whole idea was, you know, find and replicate. Find something that works and replicate it. Mm-hmm. So we made intentional choices about our packaging to make you feel like it's, it's supposed to be in the store. We've actually made some intentional choices to make sure it fits into your hand. Right. So you can carry it and put it in your pocket. Right, our, All of our products have a pump. And so if you t- twist the top off, it's a pump action. So you can take the top off, take two pumps, put it in your hand, rub it on, put the top back on, put it in your pocket and not be concerned about waste and things falling apart. So it's a lot of those things you said that uh, that, that I did hear you. Right. When you told me, like, make a brand that can scale. And those are the elements of the brand that we've tried to to implement, you know, very consumer focused, very easy to use, right? Very easy to carry, and it looks like it belongs in the store.
3: This is this is awesome. You know, the thing I love about it, first we have this says sports cream, yes, sir. okay, cool. Then you have this. I, I'm assuming it doesn't say sports, so this is like for, for me, your whole body for your whole body, yeah. And then you have the little packs, you have the pumps, okay. So you have all these options. Yes. Why?
8: Well, that's a great point. People have different amounts of money in their pocket, right? But well, all people want relief. <laughs> Mm-hmm. Right. So mm-hmm. we're one of the few brands that have made a choice to be available at a packaging option at four ninety nine mm-hmm. up to our best selling product, which is seventy nine ninety nine. Right. So let me be clear, our best selling product is our seventy nine ninety nine double strength twenty four hundred milligram CBD product. But we created these two packs and put them together. Mm-hmm. That's right there. That's available at retail, somewhere between three ninety nine and four ninety nine. You know why? Mm-hmm. Because a person who is tired at the end of the day needs relief right there. Mm -hmm. And they may only have A certain amount of money In their pocket Mm -hmm. They also may want to Try it out And this goes back To my experience Like you said I grew up in a small town In Georgia I'm one of the last people I hope you ever will meet Who can say they Work at NASA And crop tobacco (laughs) Right. <laughs> yes. And when sir. I crop tobacco yes, and pick a little cotton and some watermelons right. I, that's why today I still don't eat watermelon. My right. family gets mad at me because I won't eat watermelon because right, right, I've been right. on that that's mm-hmm. Right. But at the end of the day you're tired and I only had mm-hmm. so much so much money, you go into the store, and we would buy those little B C powders.
3: Absolutely. So those Absolutely.
8: little the two packs. Mm-hmm. So that's why we created two pack options because we know that individuals need relief. Right. Immediately. They may have a set amount of money, and they want to be. Plus, you boat. can
3: carry this in your bag, with your travel bag, and stuff yeah. like that. So that this is why I love this because yeah. I do that a lot. I, I travel with my, my yes, little day quill. Yes, got to have my little day quill. Got to have something for my eyes, for yep. my eyes, look droplets and stuff like that. Now I got a two pack put it in there. Boom. So if I because I travel a lot, yes, sir. you know that, and so if my feet are kind of like feeling sore, you know, like you know, I'm, I'm talking about you know, damaging sore, but just yeah. need.
8: You've been on your feet all day. Yes. Yes. Yeah. You. You. You're walking. Yes. You. are I'm. I'm not a small person. Right. Me in an airport uh, airplane seat. I don't fit well. <laughs> right? Right, right, right. So I have to kind of bend and contort. So you start feeling pains and. Yes. Pains. Yes. Take yes. out one of these packs. Mm-hmm. Open it up. Put it in your hand. Rub it on directly. Mm-hmm. Keep That's, going. It. That's, That's it. That's it. That's it. And we made it that simple because many CBD products. Uh, there's a little bit. There's a stigma associated with CBD.
3: Absolutely, because right? you know weed. You know it's like a drug. It's just, I'm going to be high when I take it. Yeah. These are the things that ran through. These are questions my wife threw at me. The,
8: the, these and, are. These
3: and are, I'm, I'm are? going in that boat. It's my boy. He got this. <laughs> I mean, and I, I and I can't respond to any of these things. But I can respond when you tell me you're in GNC stores. Yes, sir. See, those those are important names. Yeah. that You can throw back at them. Going, oh, oh, the fact that you have the the. She immediately asked me about the ingredients yeah. back then. Yep. I couldn't answer that, you right. know, and then, the location right yeah. here, the, the address of the company. Yep. I couldn't answer that. So you're answering questions to the, the skeptic, yep. because of the fact that I'm a Ben Gay guy. I'm a you know icy hot yeah. guy. I'm, I'm a traditional, especially yeah. Ben Gay. You know I'm old school. I'm still buying Ben Gay. Put a hot tile <laughs> on it. Be screaming when it get too hot. That's me. Yep. And so with your brand, you're telling me you're bringing everybody to the modern age. Yeah. This is the way to to take care of that process, break tradition, try something new. We're open. We're letting you know exactly what our brand is. Yeah. Deal with it. Try it.
8: All right. So what we had what we found is this. No, don't have to put no hot tile on it. So I again, I played college sports, <laughs> and so pain relief was torture, right? right, right you know, right, put, right. put your put your your foot in a in a bucket of ice, right? You right. know, have this guy rub you down, and stuff. So I'm like, man, I mean, I felt worse after, like, right? Right. So what we're saying is, this is simple application, right? But I'll tell you, there's lots of people who struggle with discomfort every day, right? If you take a notice of people walking around, right. They just kind of walk funny. Yes. They have limps. Yes. They have pain. Yes. Now, when I say, are you in pain, most people say no, because mm-hmm. they think of a broken bone or something. I'm mm-hmm. talking about everyday relief. Right. That's what we focus on. Right. Um, and it's been great because I've been able to give this product to people who I know are in pain, who I know don't want to have an opioid, Right. who I know don't want bad reactions. You ever watch one of those TV commercials, and medication, we're not a medication, but you right. hear them talk about all the side effects. Right, right, right. We wanted something that will allow people to feel comfortable using mm-hmm. a product when they right. have a stigma right. uh, is a great, great, great product. Right. Like people feel relief. If you take that double strength sport product, take two pumps and rub it on some part of your body that's discomfort and you, you feel better in a few minutes.
3: So tell us again with the store so we can find your yeah, product. Sure. Mm-hmm.
8: So currently we're available and online. Uh, we're available at myaderm.com. Mm-hmm. Um, we're relaunching our website to be even more consumer focused and you. give offers and subscription programs for people who want to save on our myaderm.com website mm-hmm. and social media. Mm-hmm. Uh, we are available in, in national retailers that people know and trust like GNC. Mm-hmm. Uh, Dick Sporting Goods has mm-hmm. been a great partner for mm-hmm. us since uh, Black Friday. We moved. We went into Dick Sporting Goods on Black Friday, mm-hmm. right? You know, this past year. That's mm-hmm. a great feat. It's mm-hmm. tough. Mm-hmm. Um, we're at Golf Galaxy. Mm-hmm. Uh, I think 7-Eleven, uh, Loves Travel Stops, Medicine Medicine Shop, mm-hmm. uh, and we're also expanding. Mm-hmm. So yes, in the next quarters, you'll start seeing us in uh, Wood, Hopefully, some national uh, pharmacies chains, yes. as yes. well as some national grocery chains. Yes, yeah. Because we want people to walk into a store mm-hmm. and see our product and feel comfortable and safe and buy it at, at retailers they already were in right and that matters a lot to
3: me well it does I, I want to congratulate you you know I know this is just part of the massive opportunity I will, you know I'm always recommending people yeah I think I got a superstar I'm gonna recommend you I'm yeah. gonna sit down uh, I'm gonna call you this afternoon because yeah. now seeing your packaging i'm gonna, I'm, gonna, I'm, gonna, I'm gonna call him this afternoon about this yeah. because, and, uh, and
8: Rashawn, I want to know I want you to know that the feedback you gave and other people gave did matter yes so sometimes when people start brands they come in with confidence my right. stuff is right already right. I'm already good.
3: Oh yeah. Do oh, yeah. you
8: Like right. me or not? Oh yeah. What I took the stance was, is it was re- it was really good. How we're going to make it better, and by listening to people, we start making the product better. And when you see some of the things we're going to do in Q3 and Q4, right? Like I want you and your 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 network to feel comfortable being involved with because it's going to be.
3: Explosive. Oh no! This is outstanding. This is outstanding. Want to thank you for coming on my show, Money Making Conversation. I'm here Thanks. with the Chief Marketing Officer of Myoderm, based in Colorado, my favorite state, um, CBD like you said, top topical cream that you know therapy cream advanced therapy get your all get your life right the heck with all that other stuff icy
5: hot then you got some bioderm working on you now
3: <laughs> old school new school with sean mcdonald i'm your host
5: in this season of giving kohl's has gifts for all your loved ones for those who like to keep it cozy find fleeces sweaters loungewear blankets and throws